0: Got uh honor to be with you, man. Uh, Rashad Evans, in, uh UFC champion, Hall of Fame, and you were extremely smart and just didn't leave it there and started another company with two powerhouses, uh, Umbro, and uh, it's just a pleasure to have you in, man. Thank you for having me. I
1: appreciate it, man. It's uh, you know n- not too far from where I live, so it was kind of a pleasant drive in.
0: Oh, good, good. At least you don't have to fly and deal with all that mess, right? Well, I
1: mean, I did fly in this morning. I just came from Bristol, Connecticut. I was up there doing something with ESPN, and I just came in, took a shower,
0: and then came right over here. Uh. Now, let's start with the mushrooms. Everybody knows your UFC thing, which we'll get yeah. into. But with the mushrooms, you know, when I think of mushrooms, I think of the psychedelics. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always thought. Yeah. So then you guys come along. you got a powerhouse team. You know, it's not just you. You know, you got two other monsters in, in that league. So when you say, you know, it's an extract or it's a functional mushroom, what does that mean?
1: Functional mushroom means that uh – it's an adaptogen and it doesn't have any psychoactive effects, you know, and, you know, what makes these mushrooms so good is the fact that, you know, they're legal for one. But, you know, they, they have a range of things that they do for your body from immunity, from uh, neurological support, for mood and uh, just bringing your body at a total homeostasis. And that's something that, you know, you, you can't really get from a lot of different um different things, you know, different, I I, I, I don't even like to call this a supplement because at the end of the day, it's it's a food group that our body's just really not, you know, we we haven't been eating. We've kind of, we have like this mycophobia. So, you know, it's just eating a food group that,
0: that we kind of have neglected. I like that it's a plant because I, you you know, I remember we always talk about this, you know, Walmart quietly target they went in there they did that testing on all those vitamins and everything and it was always nature valley Valley. they wiped them all out because none of them had in what it said it was in so when i see something that's made from a plant i always think in my mind well this is some ancient stuff here when there was no medicine none of this other stuff
1: yeah it's got you know in chinese uh you know traditional uh medicine it's got thousands of years of, of research and also in ayurvedic medicine they have a lot of you know thousands of years of research so they've been really cultivating the knowledge and barely using it for prescription basis you know they use these mushrooms as doctors use their prescription pad to write out wow. yes yeah, some of these pharmaceutical drugs so that's what you know with these mushrooms they have a systematic effect meaning the fact that it treats the system versus treating a symptom and you know the drugs that we use from the pharmaceuticals It treats one symptom, but it doesn't get to the root cause problem. And at the end of the day, that ends up causing more problems. So when you take these adaptogens, it gives your body what it needs. And it, you know, it's pretty much tailor-made for whatever your body's calling for. And that's one of the things that make this, these these adaptogens, these mushrooms, so beneficial for the body. Um, For me, you know, once I retired from fighting, I was kind of foggy. I was kind of in a place where um, I didn't know you know what was going to happen to my body physically speaking you know uh towards the end of my career i got to the point where um i i got diagnosed with a uh a traumatic brain injury when i tried to get you know cleared to fight in new york one time and i almost got wasn't able to fight again at all after that but I was able to get cleared. But once I got closer to retirement, I started thinking like, you know, what did I do to my body? You know, is there a way to bring it back? And then I started researching and I seen an interview by uh, Paul Stamets and Joe Rogan and Paul Stamets was just, you know, you know, putting down information on what these mushrooms can do. And uh, I just started doing, you know, started doing like some little biohacking and just trying it out. And, you know, it, it worked.
0: And you're so right about that. Because if you would have went to the doctor, they would have just band-aided it.
1: Well, yeah, they probably would have gave me some psych meds or something like that, yeah. you know, because...
0: You walk in like some Looney Tune, and you'd have like your little pill case from A to C. Oh, my it's, gosh. I, yeah. You know, it's one o'clock. You got to take B, C, D. Yeah, That's
1: that's that's how it would probably be. And yeah. that's what usually happens as we age and we get older. But the thing about these mushrooms is the fact that, you know, as we get older our body just becomes more inundated with the toxins that we have in our environment and our food and all the things that, you know, is not really good for the body. The things that gunk up the neurological system, the things that, you know, mess up the stomach and stuff like that, the things that our body really can't process. And when it comes to being able to Bring your back, your body back, and help your body digest, and you know, help your neurological system. You know, regrow neurons and things like that. You know, these mushrooms, they do that. You know, the lion's mane is really good for cognitive function, really good for you know, our re- regenerating, um, you know, nerve cells, and you know, you have the the cordyceps, really good for lung health, really good for adrenal health, um, really good for oxygenating oxygenating the blood. And um, you know you have the turkey tail, really good for your gut, feeding a really good gut bacteria, and also with with helping uh, cancer prevention. And then you have reishi, that's really good for inflammation and just like total body rest and relaxation to really you know bring your body down and, and bring the, um, the 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 uh, inflammation down in, in all areas. So it, it's it's so good to have these mushrooms because what these mushrooms you know ultimately do is it kind of resets your body in a way and allows you to start to feel feel good again.
0: So it regenerates.
1: It regenerates. It re- regenerates yeah, bad they, they regenerate. cells and
0: everything else, unlike a, a pill would do. And the name you go to Tab 2, because the name is crazy. I couldn't believe that, that this would have worked. So I'll uh, read that, Rob. That's that's so cool that you guys have it there. Like the word umbo yeah, like the the is a geometric
1: yeah. term used to describe both the raised center of a mushroom cap and the boss of the shield equal parts, natural and protective fortifying you that you can run at any problem with strength and succeed and conquer the unknown.
0: That's powerful yeah. uh, that was slick yeah slick, so, and powerful, the, the umbo yep yeah the,
1: the, the little the little cap on top of the mushroom
0: that is so cool because you would, i would never think that yeah and, and that's a know.
1: lot of people don't really realize you know that until i explain it to them like oh okay you know so you guys are pretty well thought out but
0: hell yeah if you think of that man yeah
1: absolutely but you know with these mushrooms um you know the brands that we have you know we have we, we've, when we first started it, we came out with a, a really tasty bar that has like 2,500 milligrams of, you know, it has lion's mane. It, each of them has 500 milligrams of there's lion's mane. Go to it our has shop. Uh, reishi. It has turkey tail. Um, it, it has cordyceps in it. And um, each has 500 milligrams. And when you eat this bar, not only does it just like taste like a, a candy bar, but it has these goodies in it. So you start feeling the effects. You know, you start feeling you start feeling pretty good. And um, you know, I just fought about a year ago. And how I made my comeback and how I was able to have the energy to to really put myself through the workout and the grind at like forty two years of age, uh, I was taking the, the the Michael the Michael Rise, which has the cordyceps in it and prime, rodeo prime and uh rodeola in it, and um this little mixture that I was doing that one right there to yeah. the left, the Michael rise, that one had me going, you know, it had me going. It it was able to help me, you know, get to a point where I was able to, uh, train hard, but it didn't have me feeling racy. It was like a pre-workout without the raciness. And it allowed my body to, once I was done to kind of rest and relax as well. And, uh, the micro rest as well was something that I was using as well to help with sleep. Now, if you have trouble sleeping, If you have trouble, you know, you haven't dreamed in a while,
0: you start taking I can attest to that because you sent me a couple of these Yeah, I ate two of them and I'm, I don't know how you are with sleep, but my sleep is shot. Okay. I'm one of those people that can't sleep. I can attest for that. The last two nights I ate one of them before bed. I, you know, I was like, let's see if this shit really does anything. Yeah. Bro, I slept good. Yeah. And that's with the two and a half years? Did did you get any, did you get any of the, uh,
1: the, the packs, the little, the little, uh, I got,
0: I, I was just eating these. I got, uh, five of these. The sleep one.
1: Okay. So when the when the guys come back, I'm gonna have them bring some Michael Rise and the Michael Rest travel packs. Yeah. And they're you know, you take two at night right before you go to sleep, and I'm telling you, you're going to have the best sleep you ever had. I have people hitting me up like, Yo, mm-hmm. what's in that stuff, man? It's just crazy how how I'm dreaming. I haven't had dreams and I haven't slept this peacefully and this sound in so long. So it works
2: and when you talk about the gut health i always hear people talk about that's gut a huge health. thing like that's like gigantic people don't realize yeah. i guess how important your gut health is right oh talk they talk about that they, they have
1: no idea how important the gut health is you know um when it comes down to it what really happens is, is the disease dis-ease it starts in the gut and when you're not Having a healthy diet and you're feeding your body the bad foods, it's the, it's the unhealthy bacteria that kind of takes over and the good bacteria, it doesn't. And also, you know, you have like 75 to 80% of your immunity taking place in your gut. So if you have nothing but filth and you don't have the proper, you know, digestive things going on, then it's, then it's quite easy to see how quick you, how quickly you can get sick and you know with the foods that we put in our body you know let's be honest you know if we're not eating uh like meat or you know something that comes from the earth uh you know um vegetables or fruit or something like that you're eating man-made foods like and these are not real foods yes they taste absolutely amazing mm. but they're not real foods like your body has to take extra steps to really break it down and and they have all these binding agents that has a hard time going through your digestive tract. And when you start to mostly consume those kind of things, that's when you start getting on this path where you start developing, you know, all kinds of um, unhealthy digestive issues, which ultimately results into, you know, just putrefication of the body and, you know, your, your, your body starts to just it get sick.
0: Now, let me ask you this with the digestion one, right? You know, I think, uh, well, I don't think, I know everything's processed even when you think it's not unless you go pick it out off right. you know unless you shoot the cow or whatever or, or the deer or whatever you want to eat unless you shoot it cut it and cook it i think it's all processed unless you pick the broccoli i think it's processed in some way to last longer yeah so when you take something like this with the gut thing and you know we we have had podcasts where you could prove that it causes cancer heart disease all this processed right. shit when you take this, does does that contradict all that processed food? It, it doesn't contradict
1: it, but it but it helps your body to Digest. have the healthy, um, the healthy bacteria to break it down. Oh, I see, and and, that, and that's and that's something that comes to, becomes a problem when you don't have the healthy gut bacteria to, to the good gut bacteria to break these foods down, and then the the food just kind of sits in the digestive system. And, you know, imagine food being left out, you know, our body is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's hot, like at 90 something, 98 degrees or whatnot, you know, so it's, it's, it's just sitting here just festering and just, you know, not, move in and it gets stagnation and that's where the problems come. You know, That's where the that the, the real health issues and the cancers and those kind of things come from.
0: I see. So it aids in the body breaking it down so it doesn't have to work as hard and then it just sits there which does lead to problems.
1: Right. And here's the thing about it. Once you start feeding the good bacteria, you're going to start craving healthier foods. That's the thing about it because it's bad bacteria. They, they, they crave the bad foods. But once you start...
0: You have more of the good. You have good more of the you good. Want, you, start, yeah. you want the good foods because it's sending sending that neuron message to your brain. Yeah, right. because your
1: stomach is your second brain. Yeah, and, and the gut and the brain connection is is, un, is unbelievable. So when you start cleaning up your gut, it's crazy how it just elevates your mood, you know. And I feel like that's another reason why there's so much anxiety, so much depression, mm. and so much all these different things. It's it's dietary. And once yeah. you start taking care of some of these dietary issues and really start feeding your body the food that it needs, it's amazing how that just completely uplifts your whole, everything about you. You know, you, you smile a little bit more, you feel happier. And then, you know, you start feeling your mood being elevated. You want to do more. You want to be more active and it starts just changing you. It's almost like a natural euphoria. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. It really is. like, um, I don't eat meat anymore. And, um. Uh, when i started to like when i first went into it i went like crazy hard i was only eating like <laughs> fruits and vegetables i was like a fruitarian yeah and then like i had a feeling that i've never had before didn't even think it was possible but it was just like it was it was a euphoric feeling just like breathing air it was i just felt very happy very alive i wanted to do things and it was uh it was absolutely amazing and i still eat you know, vegetables, and I'm still primarily plant-based, but I'm not only solely eating only fruits.
0: And, and you know, what's interesting is people don't get it with this whole vegetable thing because like, if I go to dinner or something, I'll have a steak or whatever, but for the most part, I mean, I'm not jacked like you, but I'm not a little guy <laughs> under the shirt either. Yeah, I, I got But I don't mess with that protein shake and I don't eat a lot of meat. Yeah. And I feel way better, but like I'll eat, a, I know because I go to the guy, uh, green peas. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how much protein is actually in green peas. Yeah. And, and here's the thing
1: about it. You know, a, a lot of the, the, the protein that's in vegetables is more bioavailable yeah. for your body. And, and that's something that, you know, we, we're we not really taught about, you know, because the truth marketing, of the matter is the we marketing, think, the, marketing the marketing thing gets us thinking that you know, we're like a lion and we have the same acidity in our stomach as the true carnivores. You know, the truth of the matter is the fact that when we eat a lot of these meats and things like that, it just takes a long time to go through our our digestive system. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't break down all the way because we don't have the stomach acidity. Our our stomach doesn't get to the right place where it can break all these down. So we can really extract all the protein, all the nutrients truly out of the food. But with um, with with some of the vegetables, it's more bioavailable. You know, some some of the vegetables are harder to break down. There are a lot of leafy ones that can be harder to break down unless really, really chewed properly. But most of the vegetables, with when you break them down and when you eat them, are you know really bioavailable when it comes to protein.
0: And I can see how the gut thing would work traumatically with more of a less of a meat diet, right? Yeah. A funny story. My mom had colon cancer, bad. And we took her, you know, everybody said she's going to die, she's going to die, she's going to die. I was in Philly at the time. And we took her to, you know, like these Chinese people know this shit. And no, that's not either. racist. They just know. You yeah. go over there, these guys live forever, yeah. okay? And the guy told her it's because you're eating steak with pasta every night. You know, she was off the boat from Italy, so that's just, every single day it was steak and pasta. And they told her it's the red meat. All that red meat you're eating is what caused this. Yeah. She listened to Let's face movie. it. After a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I have to make a choice, either a great night or a great next day. That is until I found z We all have busy lives these days and can't afford to waste the day stuck on the couch because of a few drinks the night before. z is the answer we've all been looking for. z pre-alcohol probiotic is the first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut, where you need it most. Just remember to drink z before drinking alcohol. Drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Order Zbiotics now for your summertime barbecue, weddings, vacations—you name it. Go to zbiotics.com/mscsmedia or scan the QR code on the screen right now to get 15% off your first order when you use MSCS Media checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code, so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion z is backed with a 100% money-back guarantee, so if you're ever unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com slash mscsmedia, use the code mscsmedia at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, ZBotics, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Breaking news: Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shape, the technology behind Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shave your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to Manscaped.com and using code MSCSmedia for 20% off and free shipping. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all the stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a monster of fixing faces first off this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard no more messing around in drawers this color one that color one all with one guard plus it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower and avoid all that hair in the sink the pro kit doesn't end there though first there's the beard shampoo and conditioner you need to remember your hair is different next the manscapes beard oil tap it off with beard balm the pro kit also comes with three different gifts a beard brush comb and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code mscs media at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com use the code mscs media
2: about like I, I, I get the meat thing i you know hear people it's like a controversy people argue back and forth about you know vegetarians and meat eaters but what about fish like I know, uh, fish apparently. I guess depending on where you're fishing and right. where the fish is coming from, but fish can be very good for the, I guess, the bodies from what I hear.
1: Yeah, the fish fish can be good. You know, the only problem with with uh, like fish, like you were talking about, is just the kind of waters you fish in and where yeah. it was coming from. You know, if if it has like any kind of, um, you know, metals in it, heavy metals in it, like you know, mercury or whatnot. But um, yeah, f- fish is a good option. But you know, here, here's the thing about it. You know, I don't want to sit up here and just like, you know, just trash people who eat sure. Yeah. You know, the people who eat meat because at the end of the day, you can eat meat and eat it in a way that allows you to, you know, still be very, very healthy, you know, and, and have your body still function at hundred percent. But it's all about for me, like, um like giving yourself a little bit of a break. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, if you take like imagine if you like to eat meat a lot and you're like, okay, uh, I meet meat meat with every meal. How about you take two or three days off? How about you take a week off? And that will give your digestive system Mm -hmm. a chance to really break down and kind of expel all the things that have been in the gut thus far, because we're, we're, we're big consumers, right? We like to consume a lot of things and, and, and that, but we're not really taught about eliminating, you know, about things that help us consistently eliminate some of the toxins that we accrue just from you know the food that we eat you know just imagine just you know having a room and just only just bringing stuff in it and you rarely take things out at some point no matter how well you organize it it's going to be a mess and that's what happens to our body it becomes a mess because we're constantly putting things in but we're not really focused on taking anything out. We're not focused on taking you know, supplements or anything that's going to help us expel some of this waste. And some people don't really work out, so they're not getting it from a sweat basis. So people are just kind of becoming very stagnant, and they're, and they're kind of rotting from the inside out. You're right about that. And yeah.
0: you, you never hear about that. You never hear about it coming out. Yeah, either, you, either my poop's hard or, or I had the runs, but you never hear about like a supplement or I consider this a nootropic. I mean, yeah. maybe that's totally out of line, but it seems like a natural nootropic to me.
1: Yeah. The lion's mane, the lion's mane Man definitely is, you know, the lion's mane has yeah. so many good, I was going to drill you
0: about that. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lion's mane ha- is, is one of my
1: favorite ones, you know, because it has such a, um such a huge benefit, you know, such a huge benefit, cognitively speaking and neurologically speaking, you know, and it does such a great job with just kind of, you know, handling that, that part of it, you know, and, you know, I feel like we're in a time right now where there's never been more, um, neurological illnesses than, than there have been. And I feel as time goes on, it's going to get worse. And I say that because the things that we're putting into our body, the things that are, you know, being, uh, you know, put into our food and, and these kind of things. And I don't want to be all conspiracy theorists and things like that but the reality of the situation is the fact that our food supply is under attack when it comes to Mm -hmm. being able to have clean food without all these things in it that's going to inevitably cause some kind of problem down the road oh it's not a conspiracy Uh,
0: you know okie steakhouse down there yeah we had the owner ralph in it's not a conspiracy you know that's a banging place out there yeah he can, he has to go to whoever to get meat because all these big meat companies Sword that sell to, to ruth chris all of them sold out to china wow and the fish now just so people know right okeechobee's known. Yeah. it's not like celebrities go in there he opened up a, a seafood joint and had to close it not because he didn't have a line he couldn't get fresh fish that he knew was fresh in Florida.
1: Wow, that's
0: crazy. So forget about the conspiracy; that's fact. And this wow. is a guy that wouldn't lie about what yeah. covered shoelaces. Yet. Yeah, he you went know, to. He he's would, not.
2: He uh, would go to the fish. The fishermen ask, you know, for you know the fresh catch, and they're like, "We don't have any." And they're like, "What do you mean? There's no fish out there, or whatever." And it's like, "Well, no, we caught a bunch, but we sold it." And like, well, who'd you sell it to? And basically, you know, without not directly to China, but to a company that then would process that to China and then basically it gets it gets scooped up by them. They repackage it or do whatever they do. Who Clone knows, it, right? Bro. We know. Clone, Clone it. it.
0: Clone that. And then ship one. it
2: back, <clears throat> and the consumer doesn't know that it was processed in China because they package it in the United States. So oh, So it's packaged God. in the United God. States. And this isn't like no, some guy saying
0: it. it. He proved it. He pulled it oh up. Oh, my and- gosh. And, and the one company that Smithfield, he, Smithfield, that's the one he caught out. So it ain't, it's not a conspiracy. And Malone said that too, no. Doctor Robert Malone. So now you got two. Shh. Wow. Yeah.
1: And,
2: and, so that, that
0: just proves the point even more that you yeah. need something like this. That, and I'm not just pushing this so hard because you're here. It's just I have a big interest in it. Yeah. Because you always hear es- extract, extract. Okay. Well, to me, ninety nine percent of the extract is marketing bullshit. Right. So that's why I really wanted to dig in, and I don't know a lot about it.
1: Yeah. You know, the thing, the thing with these is the fact that when, when people see these, they're like, Oh, it's a supplement, but you know, it's, it's more than that. And I say it's more than that because it's an entire food group that we just don't put into our body at all For, for, I can't say at all, but for the most part, people are not regular mushroom eaters. And, um, when you're not consuming something, imagine people just stop eating vegetables you know, they stop eating all vegetables and, you know, the it, it will tell a story about our health as if, you know, right now it's, it's telling a story about our health because we're not, you know, using these natural mushrooms that, you know, come from the earth that have all these different benefits and has, you know, all these different compounds that can help our body to, you know, be more vibrant and to get more years and to get more years of actual you know, great health as well. You know, I mean, that's the thing. People are like, oh, man, you're trying to live forever. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to live forever. I don't know how long I'm going to live, hopefully this long time. But at the end of the day, while I'm living, I want to feel good. You know, I don't want to feel I don't want to be all decrepit. I don't want to, you know, not be able to play with my kids or not be able to go for a run or not do any of the things that I like to do, physically speaking, because I'm a very physical person and that's my therapy.
0: So without that, I don't know what would happen. Be a to maniac, <laughs> baby, right? <laughs> now with the uh, the micro rise, just because i um, I drink too many energy drinks. Is there any way you guys could put that into a energy drink? Because I see them at the gas station, but I don't believe them. You know, I think it's probably bullshit. Can you put that in a uh, drink with caffeine? You know, we we've thought about we've
1: thought about that. We've thought about you know adding uh coming out with a drink and stuff like that. But the thing about it is the fact that you know when you have all these skews, you gotta like bring them up. You know, one at a time, and kind of let the real, let the line develop. You know, and that's where I think that we're gonna go next is with more drinks and more other things like that. But with caffeine know, in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, All we're right, ca- dog. <laughs> little caffeine. In I'm gonna in put, put a note in there. A little <laughs> caffeine in it. But you know, um, you know, these these um uh, these skews that we have right now. You know, we're in a process right now, of just kind of you know elevating that even more because we're a mushroom brand that. Kind of wants to highlight the athleticism, the athletic side, the active part of what we do. And um, I'm a very athletic person. You know, Jake Plummer, you know, great quarterback, very athletic as well, too. And even Dale, you know, he does jujitsu, very athletic person as well. Very active. And, uh, you know, we want our mushroom line to really, you know, speak to that speak to, to really what we feel after we get done from training and pushing our bodies to the limit. And uh, you know, we've done a really good job with that with the micro rise and the micro rest, but we still feel like there's other areas that we can kinda hit. And I think in the next year or so we're gonna add more products that really speak to that.
0: Now, talk to me about the uh the line one, right? Okay. Right. Because I by prescription, I'm a big motor you never hear of motofnel? Pro- no. Provisual. It's it's kind of, it's basically a cogeny okay. thing, right? They prescribe it for narcolepsy, but it's not, you know, like when you fall over and shit, yeah. but you know, for nootropic uh, neutropic, neutrop- purposes neutrop- like you're yeah. taking you're like you're on point, you yeah. know, without like ready to run through a wall. So when you take the lines, man, I take it right now. What what effect do I get or is it something you have to consistently take over time? You have to consistently
1: take it over time, but it all depends on like like what your body's lacking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like uh, like you may feel it and be like, "Dang, I, I feel I feel a little bit more clear or whatnot." But you may have you know some gunk in your body that may take a little bit of time for your body to to feel the effects of it. But you know you will feel the effects of it. You know, I this is the one that I started to use. I started to use lion's mane with this protocol that I got from Paul Stamets on that show that I was talking about with Joe Rogan, where I had the lion's mane and I used psilocybin and I had niacin and um, I felt, I felt that I felt that. And I I felt it in a way that was kind of, kind of weird at first because I, I, I really never felt a supplement like that before. Like sometimes you, you take something like, is this placebo? Like, am I only feeling this because I I believe that I'm feeling it, but with this, the gains were real, you know? And and I say that because my interests started changing. I started to be, uh, for lack of better words, just smarter. Like I started my, like I, I wanted to listen to, you know, more intellectual things. I wanted to listen to classical music and I was just really vibing on that level. And it started to like open up something in me that I didn't really know that was real you know and and i wanted to meditate and i started to really get into the the inside of me and that was something that i didn't expect but it was something that was unbelievable and i'm like dude this is this stuff is really working but then outside of that on a performance and athletics uh side you know when you started to age in a sport like MMA where you actually <laughs> fighting and <hit> punch <laughs> yeah you yeah. see the openings right but you just can't seem to get there fast enough and um once i started to take this 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 protocol i started to not only be able to see it but i was getting there and i was even anticipating what they they were doing next and it was almost as if it helped me slow things down a lot and um the clarity that i had it, it was it was unreal it was profound it kind of almost scared me at first because of the
0: fact I didn't expect it to hit that hard. See, that's what the modafinil does. You can almost expect. <clears throat> you know, I used to box. Not, yeah. Nothing like I don't want no problems, with it, but <laughs> I used to box, and because I started taking them when I was younger. But with the modafinil, it was like that. You, I don't know how to explain. It's one of those things that's hard to explain. Yeah. But <clears throat> But you were like before you're you're there you're ready for this or that, but then. It's. It sounds like the same thing happened with with the combo. You anticipate it. You kind of know what's going to happen before it happens, and then you're kind of like, "Am I losing it?" But then, then you didn't get hit. Yeah, did to get hit. You know what I mean?
2: Do you think though, like, and I'm I'm not even close to this point, but uh, you know, we go back years in time, or maybe go to some other countries. I'm sure you've been around the world uh, that people seem like they're more in touch with their own bodies and their and, and, and the universe, you can add that in there, whatever you want to say, but like, we're not as in touch with our own bodies anymore. Like, it's just, you're medicated. You're told, take this, take that, but you don't let your body heal yourself. Like the mind has a lot of control over stuff.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're so disconnected from, from what's going on within. And it, and it and it starts at a young age where we kind of learn to believe that everything that's great is outside of us, mm-hmm. you know. So. We never really learn that, you know, the the true treasure that lies within. And um, once you truly discover it, you just like, oh my God, I've been looking for me the whole time. Like I've been searching my whole life, but I was searching for me. And when you find it, it's one of the, the the best feelings in the world but getting to that point is hard because as you follow society you start to follow a path that's more voyeuristic and you start to try to align yourself with something on the outside and you never make the mark you're always quite off and even if you are making a mark you can't see that you're making a mark because now that you see that mark or you're close to hitting that mark, now you've started to look somewhere else. So it's always a moving target that you never can quite hit. And and, and it breeds a, a feeling of just, at the end of the day, of just being unhappy.
2: At, at what point though did you realize like, you know, the fights you were in, the the toll it's taken on your body, mentally, physically, when did you realize like, you know this. Got, got, I guess dove into this and realized this stuff actually does help me. Like, when did you? Was like the aha moment? I guess
1: you know it was uh probably about three months after I retired, and um I started doing the protocol, and you know I was still trying to find myself. You know I, I say after I I um I retired, I sat in my backyard in my patio, just. Thinking about what was this whole ride about? Like, what, like, what, what the, what the fuck just happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what was it all about? You know, what was this whole Sugar Rashad Evans? What was all that about? You know, and did it even matter? And all these questions that I just never thought to sit and ask myself before. And as I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get these, ask myself these questions, I started getting answers. And these answers were coming from a part of me, a higher self. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like this knowingness that, that is just there. And it was um kind of schooling me, kind of taking me to school. And then I started to, to, to really, you know, take note of that. And I was like, man, something is going on. And, that's when I started to realize that, you know, it's, it's what I've been, it's what I've been taking is these mushrooms. It's these, it's this the protocol that I've been on it and it's just me changing the diet and everything. But, but even changing my diet that came after using mushrooms, you know? Yeah, so all of it sense. was leading me to sense. helping me
0: discover myself. And, uh, it, it was, it was profound. Mm you were i'm really good friends with bass Roden. i talk to him all the time oh yeah bass <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he's yeah, my yeah. boy that yeah. all, all the time i was just talking to him yesterday and when he retired you know he he was depressed as could be because you know bat I mean, he, oh, he yeah. <laughs> you know that and you know he went that route too and it changed him i mean he was just sitting there depressed as could be drinking you know what i mean he'll tell you yeah. you know and then he went that route with with the mushrooms and started with that and boom it just something clicked with him and he was like, kind of like, he was like you, like, what is all this for? Yeah. You know? And then he got into it, like like he was saying, and changed his diet as well, worked out differently, came out with, you know, the O2 trainer and everything yeah. else, you know, and, and all of that came from that. And everyone I know that, that did the psychedelic, you know, the psilocybin with extract, all, the whole combo, I know a guy that came back and he cut all his friends off, everyone. Oh, yeah. And he made more money that year than he ever did in his entire life. He was just focused. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what
1: happens. Like there there comes a point where you start to um, you start to rearrange your life and you start to rearrange your friends unknowingly, and it's not something that you try to do. It's the fact that your interests no longer align. They they're no longer aligned anymore. Like um, one of the things that happened to me with with also not uh, eating meat was. I stopped drinking alcohol and it wasn't something I was trying to do because I, I loved drinking alcohol. I love having a, a drink and going to kick it with my boys at the bar. That was like one of my favorite things to do. But when I started on this journey, it was just like, I just, ha- I just lost interest in it. I know completely me- lost interest. And it yeah, was like, me too. It, it was something that I was like, dude, what, what is going on? You know, what what is going on? But, you know, back to what you're saying about with boss, you know, coming out of that phase where you're a fighter, you know, for me, I, I love to fight. Like I, I love aspects of fighting. I loved it. Um, but I, what I loved about fighting is I loved the fact of me facing me. And that was the scariest and the funnest part about the whole experience was me facing me which one of me was going to show up, which one of me was going to win that mental battle and make it to the cage? Was it the one that's kind of tentative and shy and, and a little apprehensive or it the one that's badass and believe he's the best fighter in the world, you know, and always that journey along the way, it kind of, you know, dovetailed in what I was going through in my life at the time. And I was able to, you know, figure myself out, figure out, my past traumas. And that's what ended up happening. Like I was I started fighting because, you know, I had I was a, you know, a little, you know, I liked violence a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like to fight. I right? like to fuck people up. Yeah, I like yeah. to fight. I yeah. like to fight. And um, you know, as I as I started to to dig deep and started to realize where it was coming from and where all the f- the, the fuel of that was coming from. I started to heal myself through fighting. And when I got done or got to the point where I didn't feel like I had any more of that to pull from anymore. The fighting spirit was just like, "Okay, you're good now. And fighting became hard after that. It became a lot harder than it was ever before, because that energy that I was having to to help me to heal myself was one that um it just it just didn't have a place in in the mindset that i had because i I sorted a lot of things out but it was going through the fire going through the fear of what's on the other side of that competition that made fighting everything for me but you
0: know what it sounds like just because now that i know like you did the whole psilocybin that whole time in fighting, it sounds like you were just trying to find yourself. Absolutely. The whole entire time. The whole time, the whole time. And then when you go back in time, you know, we're in this materialistic world, but other civilizations were more in touch with like nature. And I always say this, people laugh at me, but they don't understand until you do some psilocybin. You get in touch with like grass. Yeah. You, You look at the plants and you see them blowing shit. And it's not a joke. Like they know how to blow it. And you realize there's so much life around you and then the materialistic things that that were caught up in this life don't really mean as much because there's a whole nother side. Then you find self. And then that's when, you know, that's when it becomes real weird. Yeah. And, you know, I was real hesitant for a long time, you know, but I just kept seeing it happening. I thought I'm going to be that one dude that doesn't come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I mean, I tried, you know, and, and then I came back and then every, they, they were all, and I'm again, I'm not just saying this because you're here. They were like, "You know, I do it every what six months or something like that. They were looking for just because it says mushrooms on it, maybe, you know what I mean, something yeah. to eat and take like like you guys have, but what it does is
1: wild yeah it, it it what it does is really wild because there is a part of ourselves, a big part of ourselves a massive part of ourselves that we have literally forgot and we've forgotten it because we nurture what this materialistic reality presents to us. This is what we care about. This is what we put our focus on every single day we live and we die for it. You know, um, we, we suffer for it. everything we do is suffering and trying to gain these material things that at the end of the day, They don't matter because you can't take any of it with you. Mm -hmm. You can't take any of it with you. And at the end of the day, only thing you're left with is yourself. And then when you have to sit there in that moment, when you hit that realization that it's just me, then that's the moment where you're just like, dude, what have I been doing
0: my whole life? And it's a scary feeling because I just said that to him today. You don't you don't know where to start. No, you don't. It's crazy. And I mixed it with NAD, not mm. the bullshit in the U.S. Yeah, you know I mean that's a whole nother story. But when when you do it the right way and it's real shit, bro, it's the same thing. You take the psilocybin, you know, with the mushroom, and bro, your mind is completely different. And you start looking back, and you're like, what did I do? Yeah. Like I just what?
2: Talked about that this morning before you got. Yeah, out.
0: I'm <laughs> telling him. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and and I had a dream with this shit. I, I ate last two nights so I ate the bar to sleep. Yeah. And somehow I was dreaming about shit too. So then I'm waking up <laughs> even thinking even more, and I and it's just the weirdest thing. And then you ha- you kind of have a a regrets of some things in some yes. nights, you know. And, and that's probably the initial toughest part. But you find yourself, and then I found that. I appreciate things more. Mm-hmm. Like, you come here. Okay, it's a podcast. Okay, however many views, whatever. But I get to meet somebody really cool and tell... Like, you appreciate the person for the person. Like, I saw you went to Jerusalem. Yeah. So, like, somebody might want to... UFC, UFC, mushroom, mushroom. Well, later, you know, I, I want to know about Jerusalem. You yeah. know, like, it, it just changes the way you think.
1: It, it really does, man. And, um, like you said, it's, it's one of those things that... that Once you break through and you get to the other side, at first, it seems as if like, man, I got so much regret. I got so much regret. But then something crazy happens. If you stay on that path, you start to forgive yourself. And that's where the true healing comes in, because a lot of the feelings that we have that are negative towards ourselves, It's us not being able to forgive ourselves. It's us not being the friend, you know, uh, that we, you know, not being a friend to ourselves, right? You know, we're, we're, we're our worst enemy and we say the, the worst things to ourselves and it's okay. Cause I'm saying it about me, but at the end of the day, it still hurts and it still causes the same kind of trauma as if somebody else said it, but sometimes it's worse because it's you saying it to you and you're saying it all the time, putting yourself down. Yeah. And, and once you get through that phase and you just like, you know, I got to forgive myself and, and the process of forgiving yourself, it's, it's a hard process because it's a steady process. It's kind of like releasing a valve. You kind of release it slow. And then the more you release, the more you can release. But, You're not going to be able to let it all go at one time because you're still going to hang on to some things. And that's okay. But it's a process and you have to be patient with yourself in that process. And, um, you know, speaking of when I went to Jerusalem, you know, it was I went there for business. But I I went there and just kind of really just kind of dove into the culture.
0: Can you pull you know? up uh, his Instagram because you have some pictures? There. Yeah, really cool.
1: Yeah, I, I just dove into the culture and it was something that was uh,
0: because they're not into the whole material. This, that, nah, the, you the, know. That. I was
1: I was really surprised. I was really surprised at just um, you know, scroll down the, the 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 Jewish community and just how they received me and how they uh, how they were right there. Yeah, right there. There. there it is. Right yeah, there. Cl-
0: click on that. Yeah, so I uh, hit the one.
1: Yeah, so I, I was there. I went to go see, uh, and that right, that guy right there, that's the that's the Jewish Michael Jordan. His name is Tamir. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, yeah. They they actually gonna have make a movie about him, but that right there is uh you know King David's tomb. Wow. wow. Yeah, and and um, yeah. So this right here is on the wall, and right there that that building up top that's Al-Aqsa, but that's the Wailing Wall. And, and you go there and you just pray and people put uh, letters in there and, and uh, you know,
3: that but is so wow, cool. that is cool. yeah,
1: that that's I mean, you just felt history right there. It, it was one of the most amazing say, what, what experiences. Did it,
2: what did it feel like in your body? Like, you know, like what what did you feel from it?
1: I felt I felt a, um, a crazy energy. I felt an energy. And I don't want to say crazy like it made yeah, it yeah. crazy, but I, it was it was a it was a, a a surreal energy that I didn't think that I would feel there. I didn't feel like I, I didn't think I'd be like, oh, my gosh, wow, this this place actually feels. it felt like a holy place. And, you know, the energy is there because everybody comes there and they worship on one side. You, you have the Jews over there worshiping and the other side you have the Muslims over there worshiping and it's
0: nobody's fighting nobody's
1: fighting nobody's fighting and in old jerusalem they have uh they have churches they have uh christian and they also have mosques there in old jerusalem i think Uh, that's cool yeah yeah, but i I never knew that listening you know watching the news on tv (laughs) i never knew about you know the just how how they were all kind of joined together and um you know I went to this um y m c a in old Jerusalem, and it had right there it had a mosque, it had a church and it and it had a um synagogue and it was and it was
0: like no issues,
1: no issues <laughs> Can you imagine that here I mean wow. I was like, wow, but the the people there for me were um were were very special because they were they were so cool man they were they were so cool, they were really cool people. Uh, very accepting, you know they they were asking how I was doing and really cared, and not just for like a conversation filler, you know. It yeah. was a
0: uh, it was a great experience. You know, Jerusalem used to have the best mushrooms on the planet back in the day. <sighs> I mean, I I believe that that's how we evolved. I mean, you tell me, you tell me between DMT and the mushrooms that they were growing over there. That's probably why they're so happy. And oh nice yeah, time. absolutely. <laughs> no, really. But in reality, if back then when there was no guns and you had a spear. Who's gonna have the balls to go up to a bear or a lion to feed your family? Right. But if you're on some good mushrooms and that DMT's active, now the animal doesn't smell your pheromones, right? Right. So now that animal doesn't know if you're just a little skinny human being or you're like as big as him. Yeah. And I think that's how a big part of how we evolved. But they had the best shit over there, boy.
1: I mean, I, I can definitely I can definitely see that. I mean, just being over there, there was something special that happened there. You know, there there was definitely something that special that happened there, and um, that would be something though. That would be something if I found a mushroom over there. I would, I would, oh, I, I uh, would definitely oh, yeah. have to eat that holy <laughs> oh, I, mushroom. I, 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 said,
0: well, I know you're a UFC guy. <laughs> I know you're a big time guy, but if you just a little piece, uh, i have to eat that
1: <laughs> holy mushroom.
0: Just bring one of them over there, yeah. boy. I mean,
1: they they say that's what you know the the prophets and Jesus. You know, they say that's.
0: They, they took mushrooms, man, you know? Well, whether it's real or not, they wrote some good shit. When, yeah. When you guys, they made a lot of money
2: off of it. When you guys started getting <laughs> involved with this and your business partners and you started, you know, getting the Umbo going, um, any pushback, any, like, people saying, you know, you're crazy, why are you doing this? This is bullshit, or, or not really. People embraced it. No, nah,
1: people embrace it. You know, the, the main obstacle that we have is just kind of educating people and kind of bringing them on a level where they, they understand – what this is and they understand what mushrooms is because you know they they think that all mushrooms are all psychedelic right so so when you tell them about mushrooms they're like oh man i don't know man i ain't trying to trip man i'm kind of scared to trip man i'm scared of that and it's like well there's that but that's not what we have here you know eventually one day we would love to be able to have some psychedelic mushrooms for people to consume but Right now, we're going to take some baby steps. Right. We're going to get them some functional mushrooms, which we believe has, you know, just as much, if not more of the same benefits as, you know, psychedelic mushrooms. So there, there's a whole elemental side of just kind of bringing people along, of helping to understand, like, what this product is and why they need it in their body. And, and you know, the best way to say it is the fact that, you know, it's a it's a whole entire you know, food group that we're just neglecting. Yeah. And once you start putting it in your body, you will feel the benefits just as you would feel the benefits if you never eaten vegetables, and then all of a sudden you started eating vegetables.
2: I can be a firm thing on that. I hate mushrooms. Like,
3: <laughs>
2: on anything. The only thing I'll eat in my grandmother used to make spaghetti sauce, and if the mushroom was in the spaghetti sauce, I could, I could do it. But my uncles used to go We from Pennsylvania. We lived more in the Pocono Mountain area. And they lived, you know, the forest around. They used to go out at a certain time of the year and pick mushrooms, a bighorn or bighorn mushroom. I can't remember the name of it. And they would cut them up and they would put them into spaghetti sauces and all stuff like. That. I think as a kid I was just traumatized. I hated mushrooms. Yeah. But I know there's so many good, good things, and I guess it's just getting over. But I guess when you have supplements like this, you're not really tasting like a mushroom mushroom, right? Like the same... Tastes as if I picked up a mushroom
1: and ate it. Yeah, like in a supplemental form, you're not going to feel. You're yeah. not going to taste it like in a capsule. Yeah. If you have the, you have you had the bars? No, no. You eat these bars. You can be like, I like mushrooms. Really? Eat one of those bars? Yeah, yeah. Ha, have have one of the dairy free ones. I'm telling you, you're gonna love some mushrooms.
0: Opa, tab for them because you have on uh, Instagram for the company. Yeah, you got yeah. He's got the mushroompedia. Yeah, it's cool shit, man. Yep. yep. Uh, scroll down because then you can break down like kind of what they, and be you can see it. You know, it's like half, it's pretty, go down pretty quick. Now, all of these, are are these ones that you- This is what's in it here? No, no, keep going down Yeah, it. That, that one's, that, that's what's in uh the one you're eating. I want them to go to the the mushroom peat. It's so cool. Now, you have to consistently stay with this, right?
1: Yeah, just like, you know,
0: anything, I- else? anything else. Right like there. A, Start with that one. Okay, so break this down for me.
1: Yeah. So you have the reishi. It's good, you know, really good for uh, gut, bacteria, whole body, um, re- you know, realignment type thing. And then you have, uh, you know, the shiitake, the shiitake is, you know, really good for, you know, brain fog, adrenal function, uh, and also energy. And then you have right there, the tremella, uh, skin moisture, cognitive function, uh, healthy cholesterol, fighting inflammation and immune function. And You know that's that's the thing with these mushrooms is that has it it has such a wide variety of things that it help your body with and that's why these are adaptogens because you know you may not be lacking in some of these areas but it adapts to what your body needs and it brings it to a level where you're at homeostasis and that's what these mushrooms try to do it balances your body out it balances out your cortisol level so you're not you know overstressed and when you get overstressed you have too much inflammation and you know bringing down the inflammation in in the body is one of the key things you can do to keep the body healthy inflammation is a huge problem but with some of these mushrooms it helps out tremendously
0: go to the next one would you say anti-aging too oh 100 you're gonna have a lot of women buying this shit 100 guys on the dl yeah (laughs) it's
1: and here's the thing about it. it it's cellular you know yeah it's cellular uh anti so it gets to your cells it replenishes those cells yeah. and it makes your cells healthy because we're nothing but a bunch of cells compiled yeah. you know and you have to really take care of those cells you have to feed those cells you have to make sure the cells are being able to you know live and not you know multiply in an unhealthy way which causes cancer and those kind of things and it's all about cellular health and when we start moving towards
0: understanding cellular health, we're going to start moving towards better health. Go to the uh, next one. I, my friend takes that turkey trail, by the way, and he said it's unbelievable. Like, I don't really have a gut problem. I didn't realize, like, it's good to take anyway. Yeah, He would get heartburn like crazy and bitch him moan all the time. And he he doesn't have heartburn anymore.
1: Taking those mushrooms, huh?
0: The one, the, your turkey trail. Yeah, the turkey tail. Yeah. Oh, the turkey tails tail is, yeah. is,
1: is my favorite one. That's one that I would say... If you're a female, you know, or, you know, even a -a middle-aged man like myself, you know, where you got to get those prostate checks and all those kind of things, when you start taking turkey tail, it, you know, we can't make any claims about, oh, you know, it prevents cancer, but, but it helps with, 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 you know, fighting cancer cells. There's a lot of research on it, you know, as a company, those are not the claims that we can make. And I'm not making those claims. I'm just saying that, that, you know, there's a lot of research that that talk about the alignment of, of what it does to help um, fight with cancer and even there's a lot of oncologists now that you know tell people who are on chemotherapy start taking some turkey tail because not only does it help with cancer cells but it also helps with breeding that good back good gut bacteria and those who have been on chemo you know they have a very bad appetite in their stomach they have a hard time and a lot of stomach issues because their body, their gut bacteria has been all, you know, has been right altered. Know. You yeah. know,
0: more people die from chemo than cancer. That's oh, how, that's how bad I, it I
1: believe, I believe 100% that. They and even really though, probably
0: give a good combo of this. Yeah. And it, it would do more than the chemo.
1: Absolutely. And even those taking, people taking antibiotics and been on antibiotics for a long time, you know. Um, it, it, antibiotics kill bacteria, <laughs> you know, good bacteria and bad bacteria. And taking something like turkey tail will help breed back the healthy Good gut bacteria and help bring the body back around.
0: I think that's what killed my mom because <clears throat> she had. I wish I would have known about this. Then she kept getting uh, bladder infections from her stint, uh, and yeah. then she'd be peeing all the time and everything. But they just kept pounding her and pounding her with you know BS, BS, BS. And I think over time, just uh, amoxicillins weren't working anymore. Built up immunity. I mean, how many can you give the woman? Yeah. You know what no. I mean, where this would have naturally done it.
1: Yeah. And, and it would have brought our body in balance. Right. And, and that's the thing. That's the thing. So we have to realize that our bodies heal itself. We get a cut a few days later, we get a scab. So what happens on the outside, it happens on the inside. But just like that cut on the arm, it only heals when the area around it's clean. If the air is not around it clean, then it's going to get infected. But when you keep the area around it clean, then the body heals it. Same thing that happens eternally. Once we clean the body on the inside and once we bring out all the gut, then it's easy for the body to heal itself and replenish itself.
0: And the problem is, and the the reason why I'm just drilling this down everybody's throat, is because these doctors, all they care about is that insurance money. 95%, 95 percent. Unless you're lucky enough to find a real dude, I found a real dude. But unless you're lucky enough to find a real guy, they'll just pump you with whatever or whatever they read in their book fifty years ago. That does nothing. Yeah, because I mean the doctors are educated by the
1: pharmaceutical industry.
0: And getting paid by the pharmaceutical industry. And,
1: and that and that's the that's the contradiction in health, right? Because I how can I trust truly trust somebody to wanna see me healthy and believe that they're there to to make me healthy if they only get money if i'm at my worst you know what i'm saying so yeah. you, you see you see the part that's kind of like you know it's kind of it's kind of a slippery slope there because they they benefit from you not feeling well they need you to not feel well in order to have business and how do i go to somebody that <laughs> That, that's their motive, right? Right. And you know, you know
0: it is. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean. Unless you know them personally and you spend time with them and, you know, like the, the doctor, dude, he he was making a he was big, big time, but he was done dealing with insurance. Now imagine these balls. Mm. He says, that's it. I've had it with the, the insurance crap because every time I write the prescription, I know that works one time. I get killed by the insurance companies. Boom. I'm moving cash only took the risk in Palm B she did it wow. didn't lose one patient wow. if anything it got bigger real doctor
1: see that and and there's a the thing but that's one in there's it, not it. there's not a lot of real doctors and and that doctor had to take time to educate himself outside yeah. of the system mm. you know and, and that that becomes a problem because a lot of these doctors they get to the point where they you know they they're making that money some kind of pay back these loans and whatnot and they just get to making this money and a lot of times, it's not even malicious speaking. It's just just trust in the system, trust in the pharmaceutical system. And at the end of the day, when you have these trillion-dollar pharmaceutical companies getting sued for billions of dollars for lying about the effects of Kill, other products, killing so many people. 80 billion and you never hear Yeah, about and them. you never hear about it. You never hear about it. So there's so much power on that side. And it's like... Most doctors don't even think to cut and and look into that kind of thing. They don't think to just dig into that kind of thing because, you know, they paid a lot of money for the education. You know, but their books the books were, were written by, you know, these people who who lie yeah. for
0: profit. Straight up. I mean, that's just how it is. And then how how did you know, and we keep staying on this, but I believe in it. You know what I mean? I've seen them work. I'm t- What's funny is my guy that takes the gut one, <laughs> he gets heartburn from Viagra. You know what I mean? So he takes it with the Viagra so he doesn't get the heartburn. <laughs> kind of funny, right? But it works. It yeah. works for him. Hey, yeah. whatever you got to do, right? Yeah. But, you know, how do you tell somebody, hey, because all, all we know is, oh, you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor. Oh, yeah, take your kid there and get 19 vaccines. And, you know, when they're 30, they got some type of problem. Oh, this, that, the other. You know, how do you tell somebody, hey, look, you know, doctor might always not might not always be the best choice nowadays. Well, that, you know, you can do this or that. Th- that's the hard point. I I've, I won't mention
2: name because uh, they watch the podcast. But let's just say a friend. Um, <clears throat> no, good story actually. She was diagnosed with lupus. Are oh. you were gonna write out a doctor? Was no, the no, 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 <laughs> no. No, no. I just doctor. don't want to say a person's name. so oh, they right want right. it out there. But she uh, was diagnosed with lupus. And, you know they told this medication you got to take this and you got to take this and you got to take this and it, it you will know, we'll never cure lupus but we'll be able to contain it and she says, well aren't there alternatives And they said, well no there's no alternatives And so she did her own digging and you know went online and looked at podcasts and listened to that and listen to this she changed her entire diet where she basically uh, grinds up greens and and on all makes smoothies so yeah. she's basically on a smoothie diet but of just all fresh vegetables no word of a lie, goes back to the doctor for a checkup, and the lupus is basically <laughs> gone. Wow. And the doctor, like, looked at her, and he's what? And she's explaining to what she's doing that the doctor now is changing his ways the oh, way he medicates, me. wow. which is a good thing. But yeah, I, I, was, I thought that was powerful because yeah, I was like, powerful. she went off and said, fuck this, I'm not doing this, and she did her own thing. And I think other people should listen to th- podcasts like this and say, it's not saying you're like challenging the ruler, but just look and see if there's things out there that may be more beneficial for you before you go down that road of just medication and medication and medication. But
1: you Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, man. I feel like um, COVID woke up a lot of people as far as, you know, the, the, the missed goings on in the, in the medical industries. But I feel like, you know, there's still... A ways away you know we, we've always been told to just blindly trust doctors and that's something that it, it's it's hard to shake you know you know doctors do a great job of treating trauma an excellent job of treating trauma but when it comes to internal medicine pcp yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 really you know it's hit or miss you may get lucky you you may you may have something that works but you know, you very well could die. I mean, I think the third leading cause of death is doctors. So, you know, it, it's, it's, and, and this is not to, to bag on doctors, but more or less the whole, the whole medical understanding that we've come to grow up as knowing as being, you know, unflappable, uh, 100% true in every, in every single aspect. and, what I've discovered through just my journey with just kind of discovering health was you got to make this journey personal. Mm -hmm. You got to really do the research yourself because the reality of the situation is you can be like, Oh man, I don't have time for that. But one day Mm -hmm. you're going to be sat down and you're going to have to have time. Rather it's because the doctor says, Hey, you physically can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, You're at their mercy. So at some point, you're going to have to deal with the elephant in the room, which is taking your own health in your hands. And that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on in Umbo is just having people take their health back into their own hands. Having people start to ask questions, having people start to research. What are they putting in their body? What am I putting in my body? And it's crazy when you start to really be conscious of what you put into your body, your overall consciousness just starts to, 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 to go up higher because you're paying attention and not just being a consumer, not being a useless eater. You're, you're eating with purpose.
0: Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time and they look at me like I'm nuts i think you're really going to take that and listen to that idiot? Like, you could just eat one of these and you're going to be fine. Look, I can show you 10 people. You know, it's so yeah. hard they think you're crazy. Yeah. But speaking of, you are not know bad it is? So my friend's in jail for weed. Of all things, weed. They are offering $35 on your commissary to get food to get the vaccine. Oh, man. Now, how crooked is that? It's criminal. And that's just to go into the point that... <clears throat> Whatever you believe about it, it doesn't really matter. It's just that you're offering somebody money to take a drug. You know what I mean? That's insane. Like, do research. Just take 10 minutes to do research on whatever it is. I mean,
1: or or you don't even have to do research, but just look at logic and say, wait, when have they ever paid me to take anything? For jail yet?
3: Yeah.
1: They never uh, paid me to take anything before. They never tried to cohorse me to take anything before hmm what's what's what, what what's what's different about this what's what's not adding up one of these things are not like the other type of situation you know and those are the questions that people really got to start asking themselves but going down this path is a journey of awakening and we all have a moment that we all go through that journey of awakening we all have that process and that's what this life is about, this life is about realization, yeah. realizing truly what's really inside of this body because we're not this body. I cut your arm off. You're still going to be you.
0: You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I, I can cut you to pieces. You're still going to be you. So if you're not your body, then what are you? And when you start to really ask yourself that question and you start going down that path, a lot of things change. Life just seems different.
2: It's that old saying what you are what you eat, right? Like you always heard that. Yeah. You kinda are what you
0: eat. Yeah, absolutely. Now with C T E, you know, but I never understood this, that now all of a sudden it's this big thing. You know, like back in, like we always talk about this. Like, you know, the guys would play football with one guard on and there was no, uh, you could hit any time, any way you wanted. Didn't when um, UFC first start, I mean, it was brutal shit. Right? Yeah, it was very brutal. You never heard anything. Boxing, you never, I mean, you had the Muhammad, but not like crazy. I mean, Foreman, I mean, somehow he made it through with that girl and <laughs> made a ton and still speaks well. But now you hear about it a lot more f- for whatever reason. Do any of these help and aid with that? Because that's a huge thing. You know,
1: uh, I can only speak for myself. Sure. Uh, and I would say it helped for me. You know, I, I got diagnosed with a um, a frontal lobe injury. Uh, and I went to see the doctor from, you know, from the movie uh, Concussion in oh, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I went to go see him. And, you know, he diagnosed me and he checked it out. And, you know, um, what it ended up happening, they say it was something that happened before I fought. And I had, like, my first... MRIs from 2005. And you can see it on the image there. But he said it, it did get a little did get a little worse. So there was some kind of, you know, further deterioration from from it. But, um, you know, I was able to still compete. But um, when I started taking these supplements, I I felt a difference. And then the next time when I got an MRI because I had a fight, you know, uh, recently there, there was nothing of concern on the MRI. There was no like, oh, you can't fight. You know, there, there was no, I didn't have to have a special uh note that showed that I had really? that. it No. So, wow. you know, it, it seemed to have worked itself out in, in a way. And um unless you got
0: some genie in a bottle, I don't know what else, that.
1: what else it could be, but it, it really, um, it, it really helped me out. And, and I feel like, it could really help a lot of other people out, too, because one of the main things that it does is that it helps with inflammation and it also help with neural growth for your cells and regrowing your nerve, your nerve, your, your nerve cells is really something that there isn't any pharmaceutical medication that can do that, because with all these pharmaceutical medications, they have these binding agents and these binding agents are made in the so they can they can patent it so it, you know they can say this is my drug based on a b and c but it's the binding agents and these binding agents they don't leave the body you know they they have a hard time leaving the body because they're not natural anything that's not right. natural your body can't use so it just kind of stays there in this loop of just am i going to get ex- uh you know expelled or is going to come out me eliminated in some kind of way and Sometimes there really isn't nothing that can pull it out of your body.
0: No, they banned everything that came from animals. Yeah, there was a lot of good drugs that came from animals that worked like a charm. Like if you had thyroid problems, if you needed rotator cuff, there was a thing called a flu top. Okay, one in a thousand owls croak. Okay, but you save you know hundreds of people from having to surgery. Literally, it's like ten shots of a flu top. They banned it because they, keep, they have to kill an owl. You know? I mean, so, so then they make a synthetic one to go into your point that is man-made, some bullshit to make more money on. Yeah, and then you know you just go down the rabbit hole of that.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like you know, getting something that's going to pull these things out of your body is really uh, one of the main functions that I that I do on a continuous basis. Like I'm always detoxing. Like a lot of the supplements that I take outside of the the turkey tail, they're they're detoxing. You know, uh, supplements like. You know, uh, sea moss. You know, it has some nutrient benefits, right? Has 92 of the 102 uh, minerals and stuff that your body needs, but it has this de- detoxing agent where it kind of flushes your body out. And I take diatomaceous earth and you know um, those kind of things. It pulls out some of the heavy metals in your body and things that you just get from just just being in the environment.
2: What's your? I know you know you're an athlete, but what's your normal like diet? slash supplement slash even like workout routine sauna no sauna like what are, what are you doing throughout your day like give me a typical day and how in the many life. hours to yeah. sleep too if i could yeah, think yeah. It give there. me your typical Always day to... in the life of <laughs> a normal day in the typical life of rashad evans what you yeah doing? so
1: uh you know i um i don't eat breakfast in the morning i don't eat until after my first workout and and typically speaking i work out around like ten thirty and uh that goes for like a couple hours and then after that i'll have something to eat. And then the first meal I have will be, uh, a a little bit more hearty than the rest of the meals that I have the rest of the day, but it will be, um, you know, it may be some, some carbs, like something like that, but, uh, some fruit, something, some fruit, or even maybe some vegetables, you know, something, something like that. And, uh, it'll have some kind of protein aspect of it with, with concern to the vegetables and things like that. Um, and then later on that day, I may get another workout in. I may do like a, a lift or something like that. And, uh, in between then I'll snack on some, you know, some nuts, some, some, uh, some fruit and some things like that, but whatever, whatever I'm hungry. I, I only eat typically when I'm hungry. I don't eat mm-hmm. just to eat, you know? So, uh, then after that I'll do a workout. Then after my workout, I'll eat it. I'll eat something again. And then the next time I eat, it will be, uh, a little lighter. You know, it may be some cooked food. It may not be some cooked food, but it'd be a, along the same lines of what I ate in the afternoon. And then uh, I'll be done. I'll be done eating for, for the day. I don't, I don't, I, I was eating only once a day, but now I'll eat, I'll eat twice a day now. And uh, you know, I like to go to sleep with my body in a, in a fast, fast state. So um, there's a supplement that I take at nighttime too. It's called a uh, Heritaki, and it, that's an Ayurvedic herb. And, and what that does is it just pulls out, uh, all the nasty toxins out of your blood. It cleans your blood out. It uh, cleans out your digestive system. So when you wake up in the morning, you pass some crazy things out that you didn't even know you had <laughs> inside of you. Right. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, revitalize you. So then uh, when I wake up in the morning, I, I'm feeling fresh, but you know, um, I've 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 recently started to implement more cook foods because I've been on the road more and, you know, trying to eat a certain kind of way when you're on the road can be very, very tough. So sometimes. Uh, Yeah. So sometimes I have like, you know, uh, you know, some pasta or something like that. And, uh, you know, some things I try. I, I don't I don't necessarily like to eat a lot of pasta, even though I love pasta. Because when I eat pasta, I get I get fluffy. Yeah, you yeah. know, I get fluffy kind of quick. But um, it's just so damn good. You know what I'm saying. Okay. But um, that's typically what what I eat on, on a typical basis. What about
2: sleep wise? Are you sleeping in a typical good day? How many hours of sleep do you get?
1: Um, Is I usually probably about I, I get eight hours. eight hours. I get eight hours. Uh, but with this supplement, the hairitaki supplement, it makes you. Wake up earlier because you, you're rested. Like sometimes I wake up at like six o'clock and I'm fully rested. Even sometimes before that and I'm like I'm fully rested and I can get up and attack today if I wanted to.
0: Is that because it got you in the R E M? Yeah, it gets yeah. you deep
1: into R. E. M.
0: so you're getting like So you got what you needed, I got what you need whether you, it's eight, six, five. Right, and
1: whatever. you wake up feeling recharged. That's interesting. Yeah, you and wake what's up what's that feel- called again? It's called Heritake, Haritaki,
0: H A R I T A K I. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, now one no. <laughs> Now, when you know when you were fighting, um, where did you get the drive from? You know, everybody gets like that crazy drive from somewhere. Like I know we had talked yeah. before. You know, you just like violence, whatever. Yeah, you know, like to fight. But that's one thing. But to get the drive to go all the way, all the way to where you're, you know, in the Hall of Fame, bro. Yeah. congratulations. By the way, thank you. Um, where where did that drive come from? Uh. Life just life. life
1: you know uh i didn't have the easiest upbringing you know I, I had a great mother she did great by me but you know there there's seven of us and you know Ooh. things things were things were tough sometimes things were tight and uh you know there's a lot of resentment and and things that i just kind of like just kind of held inside of me yeah, you know true. and um you know there there's a part of me that just i i enjoy the suffering and and I truly enjoy suffering. I enjoy the pain of it. I like it. I I um, it makes me feel alive, and and I enjoy it. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. I, I love the pain of it. But when I first started fighting, I was working in the hospital, and part of my job was to put the bodies into the morgue. I was a, a security guy, and after oh. like five o'clock the pathologist went home and it was up to the security guards to get the bodies that came in from you know like an er or like a trauma situation we had to put the bodies and catalog them into the morgue and we had to also pull the bodies out and Mm. you know leave them there for viewing if somebody has something traumatic and they need to identify a body and uh you know if you had to harvest the body like they come in and they harvest and take pieces from the body so through doing that, I was gonna say, what kind of,
0: yeah, what does that leave you with? I mean, <laughs> I already make a ton of money doing that, though. I yeah, I mean, that. I made I made decent money, but you know, it left me with, uh, yeah, like wh- wh- where's your mind go when you're when you're looking at death constantly? It it
1: goes to it goes to life. Life. It goes to it. life, and it goes to how am I gonna make this worth it? I get it because I know it, it's only a matter of. When, where, and why, and how, right? And how am I gonna make that matter? Because when I'm putting these people into the morgue, they're just a number now. They 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 have no an name, and they're just a number. And I put them in there, and I'm just like, damn. Like sometimes people die just doing the dumbest shit, <laughs> and and they and you're just like, life is fragile. It was really really fragile. It just. People just died all the time and I'm putting these bodies into the morgue and I'm feeling their backs as I'm putting them in. Their back is all warm and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy was just alive a few minutes ago. And there's times where I I came into the ER and part of my job was I would have to take the belongings of whoever came in. So I would be there when they have like a level one trauma and they're working on the patient. And I've been there a couple of times and just watched people just die
0: i bet your sleep was great around that oh time. my gosh
1: it it got to the point where at some point i got desensitized Warmth. to it yeah i got desensitized to it but the impact never left me the impact meaning the fact that how am i gonna make this day count how am i gonna make this worth it because great. i know at some point that's going to be me
0: yeah
1: and that really forced me to go hard. So I would get home from work because I worked the midnight shift. I guess and I'll get home and I'll monster. start running. And I'll run and I'll run up this hill and I'll run it and I'll race my dog and I'll just start training like a madman and then take a little nap and then wake up and then train again before I had to go back to work. So it just kind of bred this mindset that like I'm gonna do this shit. Like I'm I'm going to do this because I already know. You know, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. So I got to do it.
0: I get it. So instead of becoming a psychopath and like seeing all the death, you just got shit. This is real. I don't this got time. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to make everything count.
1: That's exactly that's it. That's
0: awesome because some yeah. people go off the handle with that. You know, they walk around like stooges. You know, they're just, they got that film on their eyes yeah. after that. What a racket that is though, huh? Oh my goodness. What a racket that morgue is. Hey, would you like a $100,000 casket? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. that That's that's the biggest racket in the world, <clears throat> Put man. Put me
0: in the ground. That's, Dude, that's what we're meant to saying. be. Let, let mean, evolution happen.
1: Me and my buddy Del was just talking about this. He was just talking to me about an experience that he had that kind of like uh, downloaded some knowledge, talking about, you know- you don't need to have a casket just kind of wrap your body and put it back to the earth because Mm -hmm. at that point you know your body's going to be feeding the earth and it's life right the cycle of life you know (laughs) it's like the cycle of life kind of ends in a sense on a physical level with us because we're locked in these in these caskets you know what i'm saying but that's and not what's meant to supposed not, to happen no you we know we're get supposed back to, to
0: earth. die get back to the earth and let evolution happen because yeah. that other animal or insect you know it sounds crazy but it eats us but that's what is meant to happen
1: that's so, what's meant to
2: happen
0: that's what i said bro don't i don't want no casket no nothing to put me in the ground like really
1: Me too
2: my, man. Dad says, my dad says the same thing yeah that's yeah, the same thing
0: yeah i i i want to go the natural way
1: but see the thing about it is the fact that there's only certain states that you can actually get buried yeah, like that. and like that, you know? Oh, Fucking put me in the backyard. Do it on a weekend. Do it on a weekend. Yeah, I used on to get weekend. shit done
0: without a permit on <laughs> <the> weekends. <Yeah.
2: laughs> it's funny you talked about, you know. I'll like, find
0: some girl that hates me and
2: I'll I used to work in the news and I worked uh, early morning shifts sometimes and nothing good happens in the early morning. So yeah. I, I would come up to scenes where I'd pull up and the police are just showing up and, you know, there's a dead body right in front of me and you know i watched a guy one time unfortunately burned to death in a car i watched it happen and i couldn't do anything that's a bad way to go and you know it took its toll on me over the years it's just i could still see you know i could still see it um and eventually i got out of the news for a lot of those reasons but yeah you took that to a good level because that can go the other way easily oh you you see it, it 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 you, you do become normal to it I do believe that it just becomes oh just another dead body it's sad to say something like that but ah eh, another guy died
1: yeah I knew it was time for you to make a switch when they'd be like I'll be eating lunch and I'm like oh we got a room 10 they were like, you gotta go get it I'm like alright so I go down there food still in my mouth still eating my sandwich <laughs> yeah. I go down to the morgue and the morgue has a scent that you never f- mm. forget and you just I was still eating chewing like nothing Nothing happened and it was just normal i would fall asleep in the morgue off because i knew (laughs) i'll take like a little cat nap in the morgue and it was like you know like dang you know this is this is uh this is what it is you know and it's just like one of those things that you start to like realize that man you you, life is life is unbelievable and it's happening at a rate that's so fast fast and I don't, you know, I, you don't even know if, it, you, like, like well, truly, what is this? Yeah, you know. So I was like, I, I need to make the most of this, and um, that's where the whole, the whole drive to just want to be that athlete really came from.
0: I totally get it now, and uh, we had Billy Carson, and I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, I know yeah, Billy yeah, Carson, yeah. and he yeah. was talking about downloading. Yeah. He made the he made a lot of sense. Yeah, he made a lot. I, I mean, out of all of them, I, I mean, not that the old ones, you know, like the Harford guys and stuff like that, but he was talking about the download thing. And I think if you're within self, this episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked. Are you the man your father was? Recent studies have shown that men's testosterone levels have dropped substantially since the 1980s, at about an average of one percent per year. Think about how old your father was when he was born. For example, if he was 30. Your testosterone levels could be 30% lower than his. Low testosterone levels can have all types of health effects on men. It can affect your mood, sex drive, memory, muscle mass loss, you name it. And yes, low testosterone is more common the older you get, but it can affect men at any age. So let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in a discreet packaging with next day delivery. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. So, if you want to test your hormone levels without having to leave your home, visit trylgccom MSCSmedia and get 25% off your test using the code MSCSmedia. The link is in the description at the top. This episode is brought to you by Fiji, more than just water.
3: This is not just rock, it's ancient volcanic rock that filters tropical rain, giving it double the electrolytes and its signature soft smooth taste It's not just water it's Fiji water
1: i I believe it there's there's definitely downloads and and i've and I've had downloads I've had some experiences with this whole um psychedelic adventure that it is hard to really describe and it's hard to really get people to understand because it's the difference of trying to get something that lives on a three-dimensional realm to understand something in a six-dimensional realm it, there's just no framework for it you know that it's just completely unbelievably different but once you experience it you realize that that is your true state versus here. Like I've I've done psychedelics, the you know um the five meo DMT the toad.
0: You did the toad? Oh, I did. Can the, you tell oh, me about the toad? The oh, Tyson man. toad? Oh wow! And yeah, you can see if you look around. I got a UFO. I, got, I see and, it, I got, Look yeah. up. Look yeah. up. We got stars up You know. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about that toad. I don't mean to to take you off the
3: other stuff, but
1: you know when I did the toad, uh it, you know the toad the medicine comes from the back of the sonoran desert toad and they excrete it they massage it and they excrete uh they pop it like a pimple onto a glass and it dries and then when they they they, they shave it off with like a razor and it looks like fish scales it looks really? just like, yeah it looks just like little fish scales and then you smoke it in like like a pipe It almost like a like a like, almost like a crack pipe you smoke it in a pipe like that right and um when you smoke it you suck in the smoke and as soon as you like you like a, like you sip it you go real slow and then about time you get it all in and you exhale you're gone hmm. you're it feels like you're gone to the place where you're actually really at it's almost as if like you're not really here that you are just kind of projecting your consciousness there
0: that's what i i think this is all projection
1: it, I mean, it, it would seem, it would seem like from my experiences, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I would say I agree with that because of the fact that I was there in that state where I felt more alive and more conscious than I do here. And it almost actually felt as if like, I'm only st- sticking like a thimble of my consciousness in this vessel but when i was there i felt the enormity of my 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 consciousness and it was ever expanding and it was un it, it it's uncomprehensible you know there there's no way you can really comprehend it unless you feel it but when you feel it you're going to remember and it felt like home and that's the thing that i kept feeling like i'm like i'm home i finally made it back i finally made it back and it felt as if like i was just so happy to be there. And it was just this feeling of, of love, like, like beyond anything that I've ever felt in my life, almost as if like, you know, the person who I love the most times a trillion, it was almost breathtaking. It almost took my breath away that feeling. And I was like, Whoa, what is that? And I'm in this state. And it was like this state of just conscious awareness all consciousness and it went on forever and it was bright as if i was inside of the sun like all gold everything and then you know i started to think like man maybe that's what they're talking about when they say streets paved of gold when they talk about heaven because if there is a heaven and um you know this had to be it. I'm like, this, this has, (laughs) this has to be heaven. It has to be heaven. And then when I started to come back to my body, it started to get dark and it started to just kind of get cold and wet and like a damp feeling. And then I opened my eyes and reality's all pixelated, almost as if like, it's a, a movie. And it's just kind of like piecing it together. Like, kind of coming together like in a very uh, computer generated kind of way yeah that's exactly what it was because before it even got to the point where it was all like that it was like i was seeing like sacred geometry and it was almost as if like you have to go through that to get to here and then i opened my eyes and i just i just cried i cried like a baby because it felt good to know that no matter what happens here everything is going to be all right and that was something that i didn't even realize that i was afraid of i didn't realize that that was just deep in me like that but just a feeling of just knowing that everything is going to be
0: okay it's going to be all right any other and there's a better feeling that, remember we asked yeah. always ask mom even you know yeah. am i going to be okay yeah gonna, you, you ask that yeah. question you want to know but when you know
1: for a fact that everything is going to be okay no matter what happens in your life
0: you can deal with
1: it you can deal with it and it makes you attack life differently because what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail you would do everything yeah
0: you know and how long does that last in real time
1: Oh, man. It felt like an eternity because you're in a place where you're touching eternity. So if you feel like you're there and you're back and you're there forever, but then when you're when – the actual time is like maybe 15, 17 minutes. Damn. You need the toad, Tommy.
0: Yeah. We need, now, how <laughs> does – the have you done just the regular DMT?
1: Yeah, I have done that.
0: Is there a huge difference between the toad and the DMT? There is.
1: Um Um the there is because with the NN DMT, yeah, the spirit molecule, you still have that that dualism. That dualism is it's me and
0: other. I see.
1: But with a toad, you feel you feel the singularity. Ego's gone. Mm. Ego's gone, but you feel the the oneness. Within one. Yeah, and, and it's only one. It's only one. And it's crazy because it's kinda hard to describe and when i and i say it to people it's kind of hard to say without sounding weird because it just doesn't make sense but the reality of the situation is the fact that and i'm sure you've heard people say this before but it's like we are the same yeah we are all the same we're all one we're all and it's that oneness we are all pulling from that that ocean of consciousness you know, and it's almost as if, like, right now in this form, we're in raindrop form. But eventually, one day, this raindrop will make it back to the ocean to realize that it was never a raindrop. It's always
0: been the ocean. Always been the ocean. But we perceived it. As just being a raindrop. raindrop. And then with with the mushrooms, like psilocybin, that just breaks you through, kind of, right? That's nothing like that. No, it, you know, I've I've had the feeling
1: of singularity on mushrooms yeah. before too. Yeah, I psilocybin. Had, well, on psilocybin, yeah, I did like um fucking twenty grams or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was like it was, it was a high it was a high dosage. It was maybe like maybe ten grams, a little over ten grams. How long did that one last for? <sighs> About six hours. Yeah, that's uh, because one of because <laughs> it was it was a uh, it was a hippie flip.
0: Oh okay. You know what a hippie yeah, flip is? I do. I do. Yeah. So, but I explain it. I yeah. Guess. So
1: a hippie flip is when you uh, use. Um, like medical grade MDMA, not none of the street stuff, but medical grade MDMA with the psilocybin. And then you, you do that. And we did a ceremony like that. And it was like, you know, um, you know, people who understood about how to, how to do that. So it wasn't like no street kind of stuff. So when I did that, it was like a complete launch off. And I remember sitting in the yard, like at my buddy's house Dale's house and just like (laughs) they're not gonna believe this but I'm actually every single one of them
0: yeah no I and it
1: was and it wasn't like I was saying it just like I knew it like it was a knowingness and there's a knowingness that just kind of just kind of took over and it was crazy because I'm sitting out in the sun but the sun was speaking to me like the sun was conscious almost as if like the longer I stared at the sun, I started to like go through different parts of the sun. It's really hard to explain really weird. I probably sound crazy as hell right now, oh, but no, no. it came back I to me like after that, like it was like, like the sun very well may be conscious and, 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 I, and I, and I, it sounds nuts, but We've been told that the sun is 93 million miles away burning in space.
0: But that's what we projected to be.
1: That's what we've been
0: told. Told. From the time but what you if know.
1: the sun is much different than that? Or the moon. What if? What if? It's much different than that. And they gave us that what it is. So that way it disconnects us from ever looking at it even further. Well, then, and really, because think about it. What yeah. is light? Light is information, right? And but you notice lives? one thing that 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 they try to do. What do they try to do, they try to block out the sun.
0: Yeah.
1: They're trying to block information.
0: And I and I even I and I can even give you like in simple terms because I'm with you on this. Because after <clears throat> the I tried a lot of it. It takes a lot for me. But I'll tell you what. I won't step on a flower. I I really believe. And uh, maybe I'm crazy too, but I, I think they all have conscience and and there's no, this is really weird, but, you know, in a, in a sense, there's no difference between me, that flower, that tree, that grass I step on. I, I think it all has a conscience. I really yeah, do. Yeah,
1: I, I can definitely uh, relate to that because part of that trip, I was walking through his yard. You feel it on your feet? And, it, and the yard was, it was prickling me as I was walking. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then... This knowingness told me to walk on the dead patches, and it was like you know walk on the dead patches because you're stepping on something alive, it's going to prick you. But when you step on the dead patches, there's nothing there, and you're you're not gonna hurt your foot. And I started doing that, and I didn't hurt my feet no more walking in the grass. So there there is a consciousness that we can tap into, but the problem is the fact that we've built a world on top of the natural world and we build the world on top of the natural world and we're disconnected from that natural world and we don't understand why things happen the way they do and we blame god or whatnot for it but at the end of the day we're living outside of the creation And because we're living outside of the creation, we lost our connection to that creation. So we've lost a connection with the universal, unmutable laws. For instance, by this, I mean that. If I stand on a ledge and I don't watch myself, I will fall over. It doesn't matter if I'm a good person. It doesn't matter what I did. These are immutable laws. These are, you know, it's the law uh, of gravity, right? That is called, you know, it's the law of gravity. You will fall. So there's laws in existence that they're unmutable. No matter who you are, no matter how your heart is, if you don't follow these laws, you're going to be subject to the penalties of which. And because we built a world on top of the natural world, we're suffering from these laws because we don't understand the natural world.
0: I know I was going to say it too quick, but the light sending information, that cartoon, Coco Melon, I looked into this deep yeah. because I went down this rabbit hole path with all this, this stuff. They purposely make it like it's like 300 frames a second. And oh, with the light brain. and the pixels yeah. and the lighting, yeah. and they do that so that the kid gets addicted to it. Yeah.
2: The brain. It's just
0: sending that information so quick, so you could come up with twenty seven other cartoons.
2: Yeah, the,
0: the light is sending that information with those quick frames and pixels to the kid, where it's like yeah, this. The
2: science behind it all,
0: and <clears throat> within that, it's feeding them God knows what's in the the you know who knows you know what I mean. I
1: mean, and and that's the thing too, right? Like we we have these physical bodies, but at the end of the day, we're we're nothing but light beings, and and I say that because. You know, we we pick up on an energetic uh, level, like there's a biofield that is emitted from our body. You know, it's measurable. You can you can take pictures of it, you know, with uh, I think Carolyn footage, you know, like a frequency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can see a frequency and that frequency is nothing but light. And when we have meet other frequencies, negative frequencies and whatnot, and we have those things in our life our job and our purpose in life is not to avoid those things, but it's for something else, which is called transmutation. You're supposed to encounter some darkness in your life. And because you're a light being, your job is to transmute that into positive light. And that's why we have the trials and tribulations that we have. And that's why sometimes we have it repeating over and over and over again, because it's about transmutation, and that's what the spirit or the goal of existence is: is to to transmute these energies.
0: You ever have a girl when you went out say, "Don't do it, don't go, don't go," and they used to always talk about you know the woman having the sixth oh, sense the or sense, whatever. Yeah. yeah, listen to me: if I would have listened to to her about ten different times, I would have saved <laughs> myself a <laughs> oh, lot man. of trouble. I know, and I swear, I believe that women purposely. Have a way of accepting that frequency other than men. Well,
2: because they bear life too; they have life. living They bear life. Them. Yeah, you well, go
0: back in time. Man, all like king always had queen. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, yeah w- women. Me. Women are portals, right?
1: Yeah, they're they're essentially portals in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, How would they, they know all that shit? That's what I'm saying. They have a connection with the divine that that men just don't really have, and they may not even be conscious with it, but yeah, it's, it's just something that's just inside of them and they can't even say how they truly feel and how they really got it because then we'll definitely think they're crazy
2: <laughs> well it's funny because you talk about the oneness and everything being one and you, you know if you're religious or not religious I don't think it matters but you know you know Catholics you know believe there's God and God created everyone in his own image and likeness right so you're created as one mm-hmm. you're him so technically people say weird and we talk to so us that's crazy to talk like that We're technically all God, yeah. Or if that's what we believe in, God, we're all part of this God, and that's we're all the same thing, as weird as that sounds.
1: Well, I mean, the Bible says that. Yeah, the Bible says that. Don't ye know that ye are gods? You know, the temple of God is inside of you. You know, and and and, you know, it's the temple of God is inside of us. So there, there's, there's a part of us that has that divine connection, and saying it in a human form a form that's, you know, making mistakes, a form that isn't perfect. Mm. It's hard for people to really wrap their minds around that because they don't truly get to see what they are. And these mistakes and these things that hold us back from seeing our true, uh, true beauty it is something that keeps us on this train of of misunderstanding of what we truly are and what this truly
0: is. You know what's funny, uh, Graham Hancock. You know who that is. <clears throat> oh like, yeah. Okay. He said he goes. I think every politician should have to trip, and every president should have to do DMT, <laughs> yeah. psilocybin. For really, I'm telling and you. Hey, listen. It made sense to me.
1: Listen, I'm telling you. We, we're about five grams away <laughs> from world peace. We're about five grams, li- man. You're I'm not telling lying you, man. If, 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 if these if these people drop some some. Some mushrooms, I'm telling you, man, it would totally change them because one of the things that changed me was when I had these experiences was to like, I got so much more compassion and I got to truly see my connection with everything around me. And it changed me in a way that, that it, it like nothing else.
0: You know I can always tell. I can always tell when somebody did a uh a, a psychedelic thing because they come in like you're a star, man. You know, and, and many other people have been here, but you would if I didn't know it, you're just like another guy. You know, uh we had Russell Simmons last week. Yeah. You not not cocky, nothing at all. Down to earth, like many, many people. Down and like earth. You, you like you know, you know, that, some I don't want to ask, but it's like I know, I know. Yeah, you, know, you you can see it because they treat everybody just as one.
2: Yeah, and Russell was really in tune with uh, Wayne Russell and he's really in tune. He's in Bali, right? He lives in Bali. Yeah. Oh,
0: he lives in Bali,
1: huh? Oh. He
2: got the hell out. He's of got here. his own hotel that he started uh, has over there, and uh,
0: he's really into yoga. Really into. Man, I need to crazy. go to Russ's.
1: I need to. I need yeah. to go to. I need to go to Russ's place,
0: man. Yeah. Oh, he had everybody there. He had MC Light there. Yeah. He, who else did he have there? I forget who was there Powell when man. we were talking to him. He was living.
2: He was just. There, he was just. It was crazy because you know it's Russell Simmons, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God. And down to earth, like Tommy said, everything we asked him, like you know, you're you're, you're genius, you know, you did this, you did that. He's like, well, first I'd say it's not me; it was this person, this person that helped me. Like you know, just like so humble, like yeah, you know what I mean. And then he talked really; he talked about remember he talked about medications, he talked about yeah, he diet, was just like you. he talked about exactly. He's vegan, stuff. vegan. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. huh? Yep, and and then. Um, just his yoga and his meditation has really transformed his life is from what he's saying. So
0: do you do that, uh, chirotherapy? therapy? I do.
1: I do. Yeah. Does that actually work? It does work. It does work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have Wim Hof, and he said, just take a shower in a cold water. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Just you don't get your way to do it. Yeah. Pretty much got,
1: cold, cold shower, ice bath, whatever you need is just that, that contrast to get your body to start to the process. There's some real of, science in that. Dude. Yeah.
0: Now, being, having all this said, uh, when you went into Suffice and you were the underdog, you must at first I was thinking you know, I was gonna ask you, you know, how did you feel about that, but I already know the answer. I bet you loved being the underdog.
1: I loved being an underdog. I loved when they booed me. Yeah. I loved it because um it 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 fired me up. It fired me up. I remember one fight in particular, I'm fighting Forrest Griffin and I'm just starting off slow. You know, I'm having a slow start to a fight and I'm trying to make my reads. And he's just catching me. He's catching me with leg kicks. And he gets off on like a really good combination. Got you on some good leg kicks. Yeah. yeah oh, my that. gosh. I still got a knot in my leg from those legs. <laughs> 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 So he was getting off on me like kind of something nasty. And uh, he backed me up to a cage with a flurry in a combination. And I just hear the crowd just like cheering, and you know. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this is what you want. And I look at Forrest, and I was just like, I did a gesture when I was like, suck my dick, bitch, and I hit him. (laughs) And he was just like, like, I don't even know where that came from, but it was just a part of me that just kind of was just like, I refuse to go out like that. And, And that's the difference. Like when I fight the person who you see before you, he never fought, you know. But there is this other part of me that's like Sugar Rashad. That sugar part just comes out, and he's a performer. You know, he's down for it. He's down to go out there and show out and just have a good time, and you know, try to freestyle on somebody. And you know, that's that's what I love to do. I love that, and it was uh, it was part of the fight for me. Like I would just wait until that moment where. I would just fall into that flow state and I wouldn't be thinking I would just be out there reacting and I'm out there just feeling it. And I'm, you know, I'm flowing, you know, when I had to fight Chuck Liddell, I remember that was a big one. Yeah. I I walk out to that fight. Well, before I even walk out to that fight, I was, I was so scared. Like the day before I was so, so scared. And I had a conversation with Randy Couture that kind of changed that. And, you know, I went to his room and I'm like, oh, my God, Randy, I'm so afraid, man. Like, like, fuck, man, what am I going to do, man? You're honest. Yeah, I was, afraid. Just, I was man, afraid. I was afraid. I wouldn't mean, be. Listen, at that time, I was bro. I was in Randy's corner when he got knocked out by Chuck, you know, Ugh. not in his corner. But like I was there with him when, you know, in his in his back room before he walked out. Right. And um, he got knocked out. and I'm like, oh, my God, he, he knocked out Randy, man. And Randy's my guy and uh i told randy i'm like dude i'm I'm afraid man he's like you know you got to make friends it's the worst outcome and it was the best advice anybody's ever given me and uh that night i let the advice take hold i just repeated it over and over again i looked in the mirror and i was like i'm like fuck this i'm not fuck this and every single time i had one of those thoughts that was like me being afraid i would just i like, curse it away nah fuck that no no nah. and I'll, I'll work myself up in the lather until i'm just like screaming at the mirror like nah let's go and i got myself real hyped up and that was the day before the fight
0: so uh, so, uh, boom. So, so, so the
1: next day I, I, I was about up, to
0: walk out woo, yeah no that was the day we're before.
1: talking about lindell in prime that was the, the prime then the next day <laughs> I wake up and I remind myself of the affirmations that I spit into the mirror the day before and I'm hitting mitts with uh, Mike Winklejohn and I'm hitting with the overhand right left hook overhand right left hook over and over again and I'm cracking it and this is what you call the shakeout. You wake up the body early in the morning on fight day so that way you're just not waking it up when it's time to fight and uh, I'm hitting it and Winklejohn was like you're going to hit him with the shot and you're going to hit him so hard he's going to go down and they're not going to let me in a cage. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're hitting really hard. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go to the fight, and right before I'm about to walk out, my corner's like, okay, you got everything you need, mouthpiece, cup. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't – oh, my God, I forgot a cup.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, I
1: forgot my cup. And then he was like, well, we don't have no time. We got to figure something we out. no time.
3: Oh, yeah, because I couldn't
1: go back and get a cup. So <sighs> what ended up happening was luckily for me or unluckily for me, my teammate just got done fighting a fight before, fight. so I wore his cup. <laughs> now, that joint was soggy because he oh. did a three-round fight. It was a soggy, wet, never-been-washed cup. Uh. The cup has never been washed because he was that was part of his superstition. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to wash a cup. So I put that cup on.
0: Not many choices. Huh?
1: And I was like, at that moment, I'm just like, yo. <laughs>
0: it's all or nothing on this It's one. all or nothing. <laughs> I
1: got to go, man. So I went out there and just had a great time. But when I was out there, I was in a flow state. I'm out there just having fun. I'm out there enjoying it. And um, it was one of those fights where I just, like, it was like an out-of-body experience for me, you know. And it was just me being in a perfect kind of flow state kind of being this the space where i enjoy fighting from
0: now what about when you were a favorite was that hard for you
1: um no it wasn't hard for me like when i was a favorite i was just like i'm gonna go and just smash this dude and i I just really need to remind him yeah like who you are yeah i just need to remind him like you're not gonna win this fight you know so sometimes i'll do things that you know, wasn't about a punch, but it'd just be like grabbing them and just kind of like looking at them and just shaking. You yeah. know, just I, I would, I would, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, the brutalizing part, like to be able to just kind of grind them out to make them suffer. Because for me, that that's what a fight is. It's it's a suffering contest. Who can out suffer who? I'm I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to go to that place. More than you, and that's what I wanted
0: to see. I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. I st- I've asked everyone. I asked O'Malley. I asked Colby. I-, I asked him. Why? How do you take those leg kicks in the head the and goes. not drop? I don't understand it. It's a fun. And they said, "Well, game. we know how to dodge it, right?" I still don't get it. Nah. You-, you guys are just on a whole nother. And that's got to be. Yeah. I mean, soccer. You know, you got to be crazy, and that's a hard sport. People don't yeah. realize how hard soccer, but MMA and UFC—that's some brutal shit, man. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I don't know anything that's more brutal than that. It is, but when you're doing
1: it, it doesn't feel like it's that that brutal. It doesn't feel like it's that that crazy. Like when I'm in there, I'm like, oh, it's, I'm, I feel feel totally safe. I mean, there's a few times I've been separated from consciousness, but even when I got knocked out, it was just like okay. a quick little nap, and I woke up <laughs> and I felt really rested and like, oh, okay. What happened?
0: <laughs> now how funny Who is it though? Matt Hughes. I, I've when you were fighting he was with somebody else and he broke your balls about showboats. Oh yeah. Now yeah. if you think of all the greats, Jordan, he had to he had to talk shit showboat. He had to do that to get to get you know adrenaline to because he was just killing everything yeah you know what i mean so like all the greats did it even brady even people think he, yeah, he now nah, he was screaming at everybody
1: well so so that was during a time in mma where it was like
0: and then he ended up in your corner That's yeah yeah i know he ended
1: up being <laughs> in my corner he ended up having a corner of me but that was a time in mma where it was just kind of like you know you know we have to compete this kind of way and you know we're you know we're not like those other sports and things like that but for me I like to clown like like when I first started fight when I first started fighting back in the day when I was fighting on like uh, um, uh, King of the Ring, they call me sexual chocolate.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm out there moving, like just feeling myself, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And it was just me out there having fun because I'm like, why am I doing this if I'm not having fun? This has to be fun for me. So I would. Clown
0: around and make it fun. And that had to have thrown the, your opponent off. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. They, couldn't, they couldn't. Or tell. they get in, you get in their head and they want to kill you. Right. And then it's like, nah, now so you're well. thinking too much, buddy. Now they're well, yeah, just going to crush you.
1: It's, it's all strategy. For me, I'm a natural counter striker. So for me, if I can get you to overreact and if I can get you to act out of emotion, then you're less calculated, you're less technical, and then I can seize the opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, I think people. And, and especially me, too, because I just recently got into it because I used to box. You know, so in the last year I got into the. At first, it, you know, you got you got to think. For me, growing up, there was the Tysons. The, the heavyweight Lewis. champs. Yeah, they were heavyweight champs. Yeah, yeah. It, it, everything was boxing. So then UFC comes along. And I'm like, dude, this is like, even for me, this is some brutal stuff here. You know, Man. like street fight, you know, street, it was like a street fight, like to me. You know, you go with whatever you got. But then, as I started to realize, there's a lot of technical. Like you yeah. can't be a dummy and make it to the Hall of Fame or a champion or even compete. Like you got to really be smart. So then I start thinking, how do these guys get beat like this in the head? And they're they're smart enough to anticipate. And then I got really interested, and then I started looking at it more from a technical aspect as well as a competition. Yeah, it's like it's like a big game of physical chess
1: where the stakes are really high if you make a mistake <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: that's a great way to say it now i know a little bit too much about uh jim jones but he's or john Jones, john was, jones i know a little bit too much about him but he seems to always come up he came up with uh colby colby's roommates with him yeah they have their thing uh but with you you guys were training together right Yep. and then you hurt your knee mm-hmm. okay so now you hurt your knee could they have delayed that fight until your knee got better, instead of giving it to someone else or offering it to someone else? Like, how did that? How did? Yeah, that work? they
1: they could have, but at that point, you know, John Jones had the momentum. You know, he had uh, I believe like three really good fights. You know, um, with you know Stephen Bonner, uh, Brandon Vera, yeah. and uh, I think it was somebody else. But he he was on a roll. You know, I think he just he just fought Matt Hamill. So, you know, he was on a roll, and, you know, he went and just dismantled everybody. He smashed everybody up. So, you know, they they, they seen the potential. They seen the greatness in him, and they, you know, they wanted to put him in that position. And, uh, you know, at the time, we talked about it, and I was like, yeah, man, you know, go for it. Because at the time, we were actually not only teammates, but we were also managed by the same company. Hmm. So it was kind of something that we just agreed and I've been I've been in that position uh, my entire UFC career as far as like having a teammate in the same division I was. You know, me and Keith Jardine, we navigated climbing to the top of the light heavyweight division and you know, you know, we were left and right, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, he took one side of the bracket, I took the other. But at the end of the day we always made sure that we didn't fight each other. And that's how it was supposed to be. We never entertained any conversations about fighting each other. It was just something like, "Nope, not gonna happen." Next question. But John was, you know, talking about that he wanted to fight and stuff like that. And and one day, you know, I called him like, yeah, man, w- what's up, man?" You know, they say you trying to you want to fight, and then he was just like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's like that," and it was like, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to happen. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I I called Greg and I was like, "Yo, Greg, so remember that deal we worked out and having John on the team because we're not going to fight each other?" And I was like, "Well, he said he's down to fight." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you know." And I was like, "Oh, so that's who you rolling with then, huh?" I see. So, so- <laughs> and I went then I then I moved here and started my own thing.
0: Yeah, so it was kind of like just a I don't know how else to how to say this. From being from Philly, it was kind of just like a rule, like, like a yeah, rule. like like look, we're teammates. We're not going. We're not going to do that. You
1: know, it was it was part of his. Can it was part of his? You know, part of him signing on to the team before he came on to the team. Uh, I didn't. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. We already got another. We got two light heavyweights already. Now we got three to kind of avoid, and this kid is kind of coming up, and I'm like you know, we're going to end up fighting. And then Greg's like, no, 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 we're yeah. not going to fight. We're not going to fight. Totally That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing about it, you know, um and one thing I didn't really pay attention or, or really anticipate is the fact that, you know, coaches got ambitions too.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't bring it up because of that, because if you read, there's two ways you could read that they have it on Google. I I, I knew yeah. what happened, but I wanted you to clear up because one part Depending on how you Google it, it looks like you hurt your knee. He went for the title, and you got mad at him and walked out. Right, you know what I mean. That's how it looks. Yeah, that's so, how. That's how. That's how it looks. But yeah. that's not really what happened. No, no. You it, we're more than happy for him to go for it, and you're maybe not more than happy. Yeah, I, like was I was cheering for him. I was cheering for him.
1: Like yeah. for for me, it wasn't about that he was champion because at the end of the day, if Keith Jardine got to be champion, I was going to play that role of being the best supporter. And at the time, I'd never been a champion. I I enjoyed competing. I enjoyed fighting. So I didn't really, if I'm champion, I'm champion. But at the end of the day, if my boy's champion, then that's cool too. Like that's how we were thinking. You know, that's how me and Keith were thinking. And uh, it just wasn't like that, you know, with, with me and John.
0: But you see how these pricks portray it? You know, they're like, yeah, oh, I he mean, got mad at him because he went for the title because I heard my name. But that's not the – there's nah, a lot more to it. There's a, there's a
1: yeah, there's a lot more to it than that.
0: But in any case, you came out with, what, the Black Zillions? And yep. you, yeah, the Black they, Zillions. Yeah. You had some monsters yeah. there. One was uh, – I can never say his name right. Get, uh, uh, Osama oh, – it's not fucking – Muhammad uh, – uh, 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 Usman. 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 Uh, Kamaru Usman. Usman. One day he's going to walk in there and punch <laughs> I better have a gift for him. Yeah,
1: Kamaru Usman. Uh, you know, he he came from uh, the the camp when I was getting ready for a rampage. I um rampage. I pulled my hamstring really bad, and it was to the point where I thought I was gonna have to cancel the fight. Uh, but I was able to get around that because I was able to drill the last like few weeks of the fight.
0: With the pulled hamstring?
1: Yeah, it was really Jeez. bad. It was really bad. And and I That's was low power. Yeah. I well I mean, they had the whole prime time show. I could not <laughs> yeah. miss it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I gotta get this fight. So um and at that time he already had blew me off to not fight because he was in an eighteen movie. So then I had to fight somebody in the meantime and then I ended up winning that fight. So then the fight with Rampage uh was going to happen and um I couldn't miss a fight. So I had to pull a hamstring and I needed somebody to drill with that was a wrestler. And, uh, Mohammed Lawal, King Mo introduced me to hmm. Kamaru Usman at the time. They called him Marty. And, um, you know, me and Kamaru right out the gate, we started drilling around for a little bit, but before you know it, we're like in a full wrestling match, for like the first takedown <laughs> and I'm not even supposed to be wrestling. So I had to let this little dude know that I don't care if you at the Olympic training center, you're not just going to be taking me down like this, you know? So we went back and forth at, and it was good. And, um, I came out of that camp like one of the best things about that camp was having him. Now I have a training partner that does collegiate wrestling in the and that does wrestling, wrestling, you know, and that was big for me because as you get into the sport of MMA, it's easy to have your wrestling decline because you're not wrestling at that level because people in MMA at the time were very easy to take down. So technically speaking I didn't have to do as much to take them down but over time that deteriorates my skills of being able to take people down because I'm not doing all the steps necessary to take them down so I wanted to get with somebody who was really good and proficient with the takedowns and I got Kamaru so when I started my team I'm like dude you got to come out for for training camp and he came out to Florida and he stayed as long as he could but he's like oh man I got to get back and I was like dude I mean, wrestling is wrestling, but <laughs> if you fight, you can make some money. You can do your thing. And he was like, I don't know, man. So then he went back to Colorado, and then his coach was kind of putting some pressure on him, making, you know, like, you got to choose this or fighting. And he chose fighting. Mm-hmm. He came back down. He lived with me for about four or five years. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I, I made sure he had everything he needed, you know, and, you know, he he ended up growing to be what he is now.
0: That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's just man. how things happen. It's
1: just crazy. I mean, but in that camp we had um we had monsters. Yeah, Tyrone Spung, Vitor Belfort, Palfour. Alistair Overeem, oh, the late oh. great Rumble Anthony Johnson. Oh yeah. Michael Johnson.
2: Oh. uh oh.
0: Gilbert Burns. I, I love yep.
2: Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert? Gilbert? I like Gilbert
1: Burns. Yeah, we had we had some like some true killers in that room, man. Like it was it was unbelievable. We had Mario Sperry as a coach, Kenny Monday as a coach, Mike Vernardsdale. We had some of the best people that came to the What's gym.
2: Like the worst, like from an outside perspective, like watching UFC. I love the UFC, seeing the fighters, and I may not be in it as technically as some guys are. Like my one friend, he he is religiously with UFC. He could tell me all these stats and all this different shit, but. Like, what's the worst type of fighter to go up against? Meaning you have a guy who has a wrestling background, maybe a guy who has more of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or whatever it may be. What's the hardest fighter to prepare for? Like
1: Like the hardest style? Yeah. It it all depends on what your base style is, ultimately speaking. But um,
2: for you, what would it be?
1: It was always uh, guys who are just kind of – really crafty with their striking like the striking like the striking guys were always more of a challenge and and even and even some of the guys that had um really good judo was difficult because judo is like the antithesis to to wrestling you know and, and it's easy to kind of get in wrestling position but when is judo applied sometimes you can get out of position but i mean outside of just the technical aspect of it my always hardest fight was just that blue collar, hard nose, not really good at that specialty, but just has that die hard mentality, just hard to break and hard to bring to that point where they're going to quit, you know, and that's what it's all about. Just really making like bringing a guy to the point where he wants to quit. And that was for me the favorite part of like that was my favorite part of the fight was the moment that I broke my opponent down to the point where I'm looking at him and he just quit on me. And it's the, it's
0: the weirdest thing. So I don't you, even know how to you even, loved it. You loved going up against somebody that, that wasn't going to quit. That wasn't yeah, going to I loved it. I love it. But yeah. even with the guys that weren't going to quit, I love it because That's I love, I, mean. I
1: love yeah. breaking them. Yeah, I love like, the, like trying to, yeah, I love to break them, them. And then all of a sudden this guy that was just so hard and so unrelenting all of a sudden just kind of, just concedes. One slip. Yeah, it just concedes. And the thing about it is, it's like you don't realize, like it's it's something that's like, um, it's it's an energy that they give off. They're not even saying nothing. They may not I even mean, do nothing as far as an expression, but you just feel it in an energy. Like they just they just gave up, and then you look at them like, oh, I got
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and why do you think, like yourself, you know, from tough. Champions, nothing but champions. Why do you think? You know,
1: the I think the reason why Tough has produced so many champions is because of the style that it brings you into the UFC with. Mm. You're fighting in a tournament. That's right. You know, one after another, one after another, and it brings you in on the the heels of just having to fight just to be in the in the space. And then once you're bred in that mentality of like. I got to fight, I got to fight, I got to perform, I got to perform. It just gets easy to just do it like that. You know, I got to perform. For, for me, I was just uh, just chasing Forrest Griffin. Forrest kept winning, so I'm like, dude, I got to keep winning too. And I just kept winning, and Forrest, you know, Forrest kept winning too. And it was like, man, I got to catch this dude. This dude is, you know, he, he's competing in the same weight class. I want to catch him. I want to fight Forrest Griffin. And it was uh, – It it was like one of the one of the the great things about that time, because, you know, MMA MMA was still sorting itself out. You know, there's a lot of, you know, sponsors and a lot of money coming in. They'll give you like, you know, seventeen thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, seventy five thousand dollars just for putting patches on your pants. And it wasn't even about what they can get. You know, it wasn't about the ROIs on it. It was just about them having them named. It was like a little bragging look my name is on those shorts you know yeah. and it was it was a fun time in mma it, it was a time like no other and it was um it was it, it was it was the best time of my life because it was it was like the wild west like nobody knew what was going to happen with the sport and we were all trying to compete in the level of trying to get recognized as a sport you know i mean i remember i told my mom i was going to be a fighter and she was like wait 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 Rashad Rashad hold on Rashad Rashad hold on
0: shit Rashad she probably said shit too yeah she did so she what she said Rashad look you mean to tell me Rashad you
1: went to school for five years just to fight Rashad that don't make no damn sense Rashad but she came from that perspective all the way to being like Wow. like custom model like okay Rashad look Rashad <laughs> I, I watched your last opponent Rashad and look he gonna he gonna try to put that pressure on you and I'm just like you know what I'm saying she get all uh, she, like are you my mom yeah she <laughs> like and Rashad and Rashad look when you hit him Rashad Keep him hit, Rashad. You gotta, you gotta get it all the way through, Rashad. And listen, Rashad, you gotta listen to Joe Rogan, Rashad. You gotta pass that guard, Rashad. I'm like, ma, I can't hear Joe Rogan when I'm out there. <laughs> I don't know what Joe Rogan's saying, but you can hear her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but she, she was just, she just became that's like, so um, awesome. that's so awesome. a super big fan of it, you know. And even now, she still watches some fights. So then, you know,
0: <clears throat> champion, make it to the Hall of Fame. Looking now, like at that time. Looking now, how different is it now from, what four years ago?
1: Um, it's it's way different now. You know, the the sport ha, has grown so much, and you know it it has uh you know there's a lot more money in it right now, and it's just it, it's it's grown. The promotion has grown so much. The
0: promotion is more. Uh, it's almost like boxing now. Yeah, it's it, it, it's, there wasn't so many. Yeah, it would be if they build them up more. Well, see, and that's the th- and
1: that's the thing about it, you know, it is the the UFC has a format where they go at least, you know, three or four times a month, like every weekend, you can catch a UFC fight, and you know, it, it's it, it's good, but also at the same time, it's not like how it used to be, where you have that big anticipation oh, and that build up for the fight. Yeah. So, it's bad in the sense that, in order to really be remembered. You got to be spectacular. You got to go out there and do something memorable because there's so many fights that's happening. It's easy to forget. You know, you got you you can be easily forgotten. So it's all about, you know, just going out there and being a performer, going out there and making sure you make the time that you get that light, the time that 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 spotlight is on you. You try to make it big as possible. Okay. Oh god! Go
2: any guys uh, that came up before you that you really like looked up to, or was like, man, I really like this guy, I like his style, or you know, any of the you know people that came before you in the UFC that you really looked up to?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I got to train with most of them. Uh, you know, I I, I learned jujitsu on DVD uh, from Mario Sperry, and he became my coach. Sure. And uh, you know, I, I really loved Tito Ortiz. Tito. He was my like one of the first guys that I, I really started to gel with in the sport and I ended up fighting him and Rampage was my guy. I love Rampage when he was in pride and when he lost to Vandalee Silva, I like cried real tears, man. I was sad for him man. I I, I loved him, but I ended up fighting him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like I, I met, you know, and, and Randy Couture, I mean, I could just go down a list, but it's crazy because like, I was I was there with them. Isn't that correct? You know, and and it's unbelievable because I started watching the sport in ninety three when it first came out and to see myself climb that ladder and be there with some of the the biggest names in the sport is just been been unbelievable experience for me
0: congratulations really thank you i mean you i mean to yourself i mean you're you're a monster but yeah. i i just think it's so cool when when somebody says that you know like yeah like you look at everything you want honored all people talking shit this that the other but you didn't you don't have to say that but you were like man you know they i looked up them i got to hang out with them you know yeah. just like a now I really know you did a couple trips. <laughs> 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 no, you know, it's, I'm just joking uh, with you. It's one of those things like... It sounds like your
1: mom kept you humble. With shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where it's like um, once, like, I was never one for, like, being celebrated. You know, I didn't really care for the celebration because for me, I always felt like no one can truly give me what I can give myself as far as from, you know bringing my spirits up and stuff like that. And I always was in a mindset of that, you know, you got to be careful the congratulations you receive from people because you can build your, you can build your, your foundation of who you are and what they say. And then if they take it away, you're left in pieces, right? Because that was your foundation. So I, I try not to care too much what people say and coming up in the sport, I was booed a lot, so I definitely tried not to care what people say. But when I got to be uh, put into the Hall of Fame,
0: that's something.
1: That was something that that hit me in a different way. It hit me in a different kind of emotion because I didn't realize what I meant to other people, and that to me was the most special thing. Like hearing people tell me the stories of. I started fighting because of you and, you know, and started taking a look at all the things that the inspiration, the inspiration that I was able to do. You know, I was a pioneer in starting MMA. There's a team in Lansing, Michigan called team mercy Lago, me and, uh, Joaquin Rodriguez and, and, and you know, started that team. And now that's one of the, the best teams in MMA right now. They're doing their thing. You know, they have a lot of good fighters now, and I helped start that, you know, and, you know, with Jacksons, I played a huge role in all that and, you know, trained with GSP and Keith Jardine, okay. Nate sure. Marcourt and all those guys. And, uh, yeah, David Loazzo. And we had like this big trifecta training camp that we created between Denver, uh, New Mexico and uh, Montreal. And um, I got to be a part of that. And then I come down to Florida and then I start the Black Zillions. Uh, and then the Black Zillions just became a huge Mecca camp that ended up beating American top team in the ultimate fighter show. How about that? Yeah. And everybody that comes from that, you know, from that team are now doing a thing The Gilbert Burns, the, you know, the Kamaru Usman's Henry hoof, Greg Jones, Greg Jones, the coach of Killcliffe right now, which used to be the black Zanes. I hired him. I hired him and brought him on, but Greg Jones is one of the greatest college wrestlers of all time.
0: That means something. I this. wrestled I him. That.
1: I wrestled Greg Jones in college. Wow! And because he was so good in college, because he was a man, I wanted him to be part of the team. I wanted him, so I brought him on the team. And now, he's heading up that program, and he's become an amazing coach over there. So it's like through me, a lot of people came, and I'm just like,
0: man. And not only that, they could support their families. Yeah,
1: it, it was. It was. It was. It's been a truly a beautiful experience, and getting that moment to be hall of fame, getting up there to share that speech and talk about it was an emotional thing. And then when I was up there speaking, there was an earthquake that
0: happened. Oh my oh, God. You got, yeah. you got bad luck. Like I got, Yeah, bad it was look. an earthquake. was an earthquake
1: <laughs> yeah. as I'm doing the, the my hall of fame speech. And it was just like, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's an earthquake. You can look it up on YouTube, but it's crazy, man. It's like, um, it was like something divine. You know what I'm saying? Like see if you could find that word. Yeah, could, just, put, it, just you, put in Rashad you, Earthquake uh <laughs> on YouTube. You could have looked at it the other it. way,
0: like, yeah, I was that good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, I shake the earth, baby. I'm
1: shaking up the earth.
0: <laughs> you should have made money on that one, I'm man. I'm telling you, man, it but
1: it, it was uh it's been quite an experience, you know, and, and being able to still work with the promotion. You know, I still work with the promotion doing analytical work, you know, uh working with the UFC side of ESPN and then working with ESPN side of the u f c things and and uh it it's just been it's just been an amazing amazing experience,
0: Yeah, because you did some broadcasting right Are yeah you still doing
1: it? yep yeah. i i still i still do it, i just got back up, we did something last night, the ultimate fighter. Thirty-one season thirty-one just kicked off with Conor McGregor and Michael oh Chandler. God, Conor McGregor, boy, yeah, man. Conor McGregor is back in the mix.
3: Jack, oh that my boy, God. Looks big, boy. he looks
1: stupid, stupid <laughs> Jack man. He's he looks like a big boy man. So we're gonna see if that play, fight plays out. He still has to do a few things in order to make that fight happen, as far as entering in the Usada pool. But I mean, that's gonna be another big so epic season. Fight? Yeah, he's gonna fight. All oh, here it is. is. This is it. This is it. Play- <laughs> I got into karate, and um, again, congratulations. You know, the instructor there. Uh, at first, I was able to pay, but after a while, I wasn't able to to pay anymore, and he allowed me to train there for free in lieu of uh, I, I had to clean the gym. But it was good discipline, you know. All of that, you know it it, it paved the way for. My my oh, is it earthquake!
0: <laughs> oh man,
3: I feel Yeah.
0: Woo!
1: Okay, earthquake baby. Uh, All right.
0: Look, UFC, UFC guys ain't moving.
1: <laughs> hey, that's me bringing that heat. That's me bringing <laughs> heat.
0: Uh, it did, sir. And what's funny is nobody ran. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you, no, got I mean, a, you got and, all
1: killers and, in there. And we're and we're at the Palms <laughs> Casino in the basement, and as we that's where the, the theater is down in the basement. Yeah, I used to eat and out. you just see like everything shaking above you, just like oh
0: my god, yeah, not one person. Like, the nah. guy's just holding it. so you. can Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you had
2: if you had your <laughs> if you had your Mount Rushmore of UFC fighters, and you could be up there, your face, who would your Mount Rushmore be? I know people probably ask you a lot. Okay, it
1: would be. Uh, Fedor Emilienko, John Jones, GSP,
0: GSP, yeah,
2: he
1: was. and Demetrius Johnson. Really? Yeah. Yep. And if I can add a fifth one, Go ahead, add the fifth. It'll be Anderson Silva.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta tell so, him. But, yeah. It. See, I, I, growing up, I watched UFC with my friend, and Tank Abbott, remember the days of Tank. Oh, dude? man, I Ken, love Tank. Ken yeah. Shamrock and guys like that. Shamrock. And then I kind of went off a little bit. And then um, GSP, and you're going to call me crazy, I never, I guess because he was boring to me as a, as watching it. Because he was very technical, and he'd yeah. win fights by the card and by this and by that. So I never really appreciated him until now. When I was younger, I'm like, my buddy was a big George St. Pierre fan. I'm like, God, I hate George St. Pierre. He's so boring to me. But now looking back, I'm like, man, what a hell of a fighter he was. Like, just technically and everything like that. It's amazing.
1: GSP is is one of the best athletes yeah. that I've ever seen. You know, just not even fighting, but just one of the best athletes. This guy is so athletic that, and and he's always challenging himself. He he went and he taught himself how to do flips, and he taught himself how to you do know, forward flips, backward flips, and he's always challenged himself in these kind of physical ways. But, you know, when it comes to being a professional he was such a professional he'll come in and you know he'll be the first one in there roll himself out and you know really took time to make sure his body was right and uh you know he had a dog in him you know he he had a dog in him where you just weren't gonna roll him over he he wasn't gonna quit and he was um one of the funniest, funniest guys I I yeah, ever, I mean, yeah. GSP I is think that. GSP. Oh my gosh, this dude is the funniest dude. He's so so funny. You wouldn't even believe it. Like, like he'd hang out and he'd be like, um, uh, my my god, Rashad. I swear, if you see what I do last night, you would not be my friend. <laughs> like, my goodness, Tabronak the colors, <laughs> and he, he, you know what I'm saying. Like, GSP was just. He he's just that guy, man, a really really fun guy, but uh one of the best athletes that I ever got a chance to to work with.
0: And how how was Dana White? I've never really heard a bad thing about him. And he really changed the thing. The only oh, thing man. I just wish is he would make it a little bit more like the boxing. Because I, I see like the two aspects you said, like you really gotta stand out. Yeah. Because you know, there's so many. But you know, with the boxing, I don't know if you watched boxing when you were a kid, but I mean, shit, when we were in the high up, school, you're I mean, about. the buildup, I mean, oh, if it yeah. was Tyson Holyfield or you would, one person would have a house, get the pay-per-view and everybody was there. And that would be, be th- this podcast is brought to you by Monster Energy, tearing to a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet. Monster Energy It's the ideal combo of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver a big, bad buzz that only Monster can. Monster packs a powerful punch, has a smooth, easy-drinking flavor. Athletes, musicians, co-eds, road warriors, metalheads, geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will, too. Monster Energy is more than just the green OG. Monster has Monster Ultra, Juice Monster, Monster Hydro, Rehab Monster, Dragon Tea, Monster Max, Muscle Monster, and many more. Buy on Amazon. Buy on Walmart. Or go to MonsterEnergy.com and believe me, you'll find a place. Unleash the beast, Monster Energy. I'm 43 now, talking about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and that's the thing though is like back then the buildup was everything, right? Yeah. The buildup was everything. It was like waiting for Christmas to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you you love the buildup. The buildup for Christmas is almost better than Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's it's that buildup that that we're missing in the sport, but I mean. You know, it's it's just so hard to do with the shows right now. And every once in a while, you have a show that kind of warrants that, where they will start like, you know, kind of building it up beforehand. Like for instance, um, if John Jones was to fight somebody like Francis Ngannou, yeah, they would, they would yeah. they would they would build up the anticipation for that, and you can feel that months in advance, and you can kind of plan around that. But it takes a really special fight to McGregor, really do that. He comes back, McGregor, McGregor, McGregor verse. Versus uh versus um Michael Chandler cool. that has potential to do that that has potential to do that and if you put a John Jones on a card like that too mm. it's going to be absolutely over. yeah absolutely bananas but you know how is Dana I would say Dana's one of one of the coolest guys in the sport man because here here's the thing about it no matter what you know you feel about Dana Dana's going to be honest whether you like it or not, he's gonna be honest.
0: I'll take that any day. I'll
1: take that any day over somebody who's gonna sit up and yeah. lie on my face, right? Yeah, I, I, I'll do. take that any day, and and uh, he, he's matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? He's like honest that. and he's matter of fact, and he and he'll tell you straight up. He don't pull no punches, and, and I can respect that. But when it comes to just the the human side of it, like Dana has, he's he's an extremely generous person. He's an extremely generous person, and he doesn't even talk about a lot of things that I know that he's done for a lot of people and that he's even done for me. That's you really know what I'm cool. saying? Yeah, it's That's really, admirable. It's, it's very admirable, just like like this. Like, I was at the uh, UFC a couple weeks ago, and that, him and I got to talking, and he told me about this cleanse that he was doing, and then he's like, oh, you know what? You know, I got, I got another cleanse at the office. You can try it out if you want. And these are, like, really expensive, like,
0: just like Joe, it, Joe Rogan money, Dana yeah, White money, like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: real expensive dude, cleanses. Dude. You know what I'm saying? And he and he gave one to me, and I'm like, "Well, damn, okay, all right, yeah." Dude. But I mean, that's that's the kind of guy Dana I, I was. See. Like he's never, like I never had to be like, "All right, Dana, do me right." You know what I'm saying? When when I was gonna fight um Chuck Liddell, the first time we were supposed to fight in June. And we didn't end up working out the numbers and something happened and we didn't get the fight done. So then the fight came back around and they're like, okay, well it's in August now. We got to get this fight done because you're fighting them in September. So I'm like, okay. And he said, look, sign this contract right now. If you beat them, we'll renegotiate. And I was like, all right, cool. And I went out there and I beat them and I, they held their promise. And not only that, not only that, the next day they wrote me like a backroom bonus for like 400 K. All right. And at the time it was like, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that was life changing money for me. I never had any money like oh, that. Yeah. So, you know, and he didn't have to do that. No. And that's the thing. Like back in the day, they would, they would take care of their fighters. You know, they get a lot of slack for not giving fighters what they should. And, and I understand that, you know, I, I understand that 100%, but I, I can't ignore the fact of, all the things, all the times they came out of their pocket when their hand wasn't forced. And and what's that? You know what I'm saying? That, you know, so, you know, they didn't have to do those things, you know, and even Lorenzo Fortida, Lorenzo Fertitta, um, took me to get my, my, my suits. When my first suits, when I first started wearing suits, he's like, Oh, you like wearing suits. All right, let me take you to get some suits. And he went and got me some, like, badass Tom Ford suit you know what I'm saying oh, got man. me like six of those joints you know and it and was Taylor song yeah Taylor and everything yeah it was I'm telling you it was it was top notch and you know that's those are the kind of things that you know Dana and the promotion does and really nobody talks about but you know they, they look out I, I like how
0: he didn't gaslight you. Like if you, uh, you know, this fucking gaslight. I got this. Uh, I don't even know why I'm saying that. <laughs> this generation's getting in my head. I, you know, many people. I said, "What the fuck is gaslight?" Yeah. Now I'm saying, uh, but it, at least they weren't like, "Hey, if you fight Chuck Lindell, you know, then we'll give you this, this, and this." Blah 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 blah. I was like, "Look, if you win, yeah. straight up, yeah, you know, straight I, up." I, I respect that. Yeah, I yeah. I guess, from, I, I
2: guess from an outside perspective, I mean, you're in the sport. You you fought it. You you know made the money you did, but. It's almost in my opinion and correct me if I'm wrong but like without Rashad Evans or any of these fighters it's not the UFC but without the UFC you're not Rashad Evans or these guys. I mean you're still yourself. Right. I mean it like that, but yeah. it's kind of like a two-way street. Almost. It is.
1: It 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 is a two-way street. And here's the thing about it like you know, we're a young sport. Yeah. And 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 to be compared to the big 3 there's been a lot of years that has gone by that have ironed out ironed out their their hardships as far as like from an organizational standpoint and what the fighters should be getting i mean what the athletes should be getting paid and whatnot so there's time there's time that things are gonna there's time that things are changing and things are changing because now i'm hearing numbers for pay-per-views and things that guys are getting that I never dreamed of getting yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just like I'm in a position where it I'm grew like fast. gosh damn, it is it's going fast and and I know in probably about five years time I'm gonna be sick at the yeah. number that these yeah. people are making for doing something that I used to do for <laughs> not even a quarter of
2: that
0: you know i have so, to go find that toad again i'm <laughs> telling you man <laughs> <laughs> where,
3: where, where
2: do you see yourself in five years from now what, what's well, you goal? came out of it came, well, out of came retirement. i know but
0: is that because of the mushrooms uh, and everything uh, uh, you know no no
1: nah, nah, you know what it was i came out of uh retirement because i had to wipe that stain of loss off me just get that off yeah. i had to wipe it off me man i lost my last five fights and i'm just like i can't ride right off into the sunset with five losses yeah. you know i went 19 fights before i lost my first fight so i just i just left the sour taste in my mouth and then you know having that win i'm just like all right i'm cool you know i'm good you gonna fight anymore I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Like I, I have, I have no desire to. I mean, if there's something that's very appealing and something <laughs> that made sense, then I mean, I could be talked into doing something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No,
2: no. Was, all I'm saying is, where do you see yourself, and what's your goal, or what's your dream in the next five, five years? And that's a short amount of time, but where what do you, where do you see you at? Uh,
1: you know what? I never think that far ahead. No. Man. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm, I'm a one day at a guy, one day at a time type of guy. I feel like, um, I feel like. I have goals and things that I want to do. Like I I would eventually love to um, be able to really sit in ceremony. And by that, I mean to, to sit in ceremony and and, and being able and being able to live that life like a monk, like a monk, like, 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 like a Russell Simmons, right? That's what I call, Living in ceremony, right? Oh, he's, living he's, he he's living in ceremony, you know, and that and that's what that's what I would like. I would like to live in ceremony. And um, you know, will I make it there? I'm sure I will. One hundred percent I'm sure I will. Uh I, I just I just I'm just biding my time, you know, and um
0: when you're doing your embali just Remember the little guys, right? yeah, fly, man.
1: Fly in, bro. Man, I definitely remember you guys because you guys are gonna hook me up with Russell
0: Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shit. I'm telling you, the guy's great. I'm he's he's got something up his sleeve.
1: Man, that that'll be great, man. You know, but it, it's it's just about. I I I've been on such a grind, you know, for so long that it's just become part of who I am, and I would love to be able to just sit back and just and just watch you know sit back but and just could
0: chill. you though could you i don't know i don't know you man know. i don't think I don't you know. can. i don't <laughs> know think if i
1: can i don't know if the addiction to be busy is something that i can't overcome but maybe busy I like in a different to. way right be busy in a different way you
2: know what uh, you know we've had a, f- a few guys you know we had sean o'malley on we had colby come in uh covington he was in here you in here you know, one thing like we talk about kids a lot of the times on the show, and I have two boys, teenagers. He's got a young daughter, and of course, of course, I have a daughter, just, which I'm very
0: happy about. But I, they didn't even have to check the gender; I already knew. <laughs> but, but I just, I look, me and my brother were going for numbers. Oh I'm, man! I'm, I'm
1: <laughs>
2: I just look at the way like society and things go with kids. You have mental health issues, mental illness, all this type of stuff. And you know, I think about it, I'm like, man, you know it' be great if one day and maybe it's a day in a white thing, maybe it's a UFC thing. i don't I don't know what it is, but they, they should bring, and it sounds crazy to say this, they should bring fighting into schools. And I don't mean fighting as like we're gonna go out and I fight him. <laughs> but I mean Just kidding. classes mm-hmm. instead of some of the bullshit classes they teach in school, some of the shit that they teach and the stuff that they're doing have a class that's a jiu class. Have a class that's a, a yoga class. I don't know. I would love to see someone step forward and approach Congress and however it has to get done and change it because the mental health issues amongst kids is ridiculous. It's
1: ridiculous. And here's the thing about it. And to your point, I, I really like that idea because what usually happens once you learn how to fight, you don't want to fight because you realize that you have such a huge advantage and the most people don't really understand how to fight. So you just kind of don't want to hurt anybody because you, you learn that you learn the, the respect factor on it because when you're coming up and learning how to fight, there's probably a time where you got your ass whooped for a long time. Right. For sure. And that's a very humbling thing. So when you get humbled, you start to grow empathy because you know what it's like to be in that position. So when you know what it's like to be in that position, you're less likely to put that on somebody else. And it becomes something that you learn to start to have an outlet for letting out the rage or letting out the insecurity that leads you to be a bully or something like that. And you learn a, a creative way of, of letting it out. And that's what, wrestling has done for me that's what karate has done for me and uh football has done for me growing up but i feel to your point you know i think it'd be absolutely amazing if they brought some kind of martial art into school and i was in um yeah, mandatory I think, yeah Morocco. mandatory like like for instance um i was in dubai and uh and i and i went up there with uh with with um one of the sheikh, his name was Sheikh Tahnoon. He used to own like ten percent of the UFC. His brother is a um is the one who runs the country in the in the UAE. He he runs a whole entire country. His dad ran it before him. And did they have, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did they have the airplane taxes yet? The airplane? They got, t-
0: they got them now. Yeah. No, nah,
1: I didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have I didn't have the I didn't experience that. They
0: came out with them a couple maybe six months. Ago. They're
1: so far ahead of us when it comes to technology. They like got a lot of damn money. Oh them. my Thanks, gosh. Money. I mean <laughs> that that whole experience was was something else at, at the UAE and, and with Sheikh Thawak Noon when when it comes to just having experiencing so much opulence and wealth and just it, just craziness. You know what I'm saying? It, it was unbelievable. But they they bring jujitsu into their school it's like part of the curriculum they have a bunch of jujitsu guys that go there and they and they all train the school
0: well that that guy that brought you back mike the manager yeah his uh his son's in it he's like what six seven yes, I, know I remember what. the and he was a little skinny kid you know not a big kid this guy's kicking everybody's ass I'm
1: telling you man it, it does amazing for your confidence
0: and like you said i could see how how that would give empathy because somewhere along that line you're going to be the one on the ground yeah and you, you don't really want to do that and the guy coming up to you that thinks he's got some hands come- i really
2: would love to see that though i, I thought yeah. about after a couple of you guys we had i put in my daughter out. In it. i'm shit. like I, my kids uh, they were in it and they st- took a hiatus now they're going to go back into it um i i just think we see all these issues with kids and bullying and all this shit and you know, then they'll have, well, it's a bullying day today, and you're going to wear orange today. Well, Do they really? That doesn't help. Well, they have bully days where you, a certain color, I think, orange. They wear a color for a
0: bully? Bull, it's like bullying day. Oh, I think my it's grandpa would roll. But great. I
2: think, like, teach the kids how to stick up for themselves, and, and then you won't have so much of the bullying like you're saying because you yeah. get humbled by some Somebody's going to humble
1: you. Somebody's going to humble you. You're going you're yeah. to get humbled. You're going, at some point on your martial art journey, yep. you're going to be the nail, and you're going to get hammered. And you got to deal with that in your mind you got to deal with that and and when you deal with that you got to be like wow (laughs) it's not too fun to beat up on people you know and 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 also like when you start to grow in the sport and in the martial aspect of it you have like this code of bushido that kind of you know takes over where you realize that that this martial art is is something sacred You know, it's something sacred because it puts your physical body in touch with your conscious body. And it's the it's the bridge that you have a lot of times where you start to realize that it doesn't really matter how physically I'm good at doing this technique, because somewhere along along the lines, there's a marriage between the two of mindset and this technique that I'm learning. And when you learn to make the technique your own. Then you become the artist, then it's about displaying your art form. and that's what I used to love about mixed martial arts because only I can move the way I move, yeah. you know, and, and that's me bringing that sugar. That's me bringing my martial art aspect to it. That's my expression. And the canvas is the canvas that I'm going to paint blood with my opponent.
0: <laughs> yeah, and nowadays, like if I'm out at a, out out. I was a Golden Glove boxer, right back then. I was the shit. Now, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, just in case, just in case, there's some MMA in you that you got. Yeah, I'm, uh-uh. you, man, I'm good. You, I'm good. I am i do not know. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I don't want to be. I, you're good. I don't know.
1: You <laughs> know, I, I recently, I recently, even to take it another step further. I recently started, not recently, probably about almost two years now. I started taking this, uh, this weapons class. This weapons class where um, it's we learn knife, we learn stick and we learn gun hmm. and we meet every Saturday. Sometimes we meet twice a week. It all depends what everybody has going on. But, you know, th- this guy named Jeff Cantor uh, out here in West Palm Beach, you know, he teaches us and he was a mercenary in Asia for a while. And, um, you know, he was just like, you know, he's first of all, this guy's a genius he's written like probably about 20 something books and they're like intricate, like detailed, amazing books. And not only about like, like he translates what he is able to do with weapons and, a like a war situation to business, to whatever aspect that, you know, anything. And And he's so good at that. He's has such a good mind for it, but we meet and we train with this guy and this guy's, uh, you know, Cantor is probably about, I don't know, maybe 64, 65 years old, right? Older guy. And he's the real life Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. This dude, Cantor, he is unbelievable. Like, I thought like, okay, I know my shit. I'm a <laughs> fighter. Like, I'll piece this old dude up. Uh-huh. The first time I went around this guy, I was trying to do a little something. He killed me about eight <laughs> times before I even was able to move. And I'm just like... I never felt so vulnerable, but as that humbling part. Right. And I'm just like, damn, man, like I know how to fight, but sometimes me knowing how to fight could actually be my hindrance because I'm not aware or prepared for the other elements that a street fight can bring, which is a weapon. Yeah, and especially nowadays where weapons are, are rampant. And especially in, in South Florida, where now in July, there's going to be anybody can conceal the carry. You know, anybody's going to be able to conceal the carry. You don't need to have a permit. Oh really? Yeah. In July. Oh, So, it, Father, you, you know, baby. <laughs> so, it, so it's the Jeez. wild, it's the wild west out here, you know? So I, I, um I really wanted to learn how to defend I wanted a gun and I wanted to learn how to use a gun. I just didn't want to have a gun, but yeah, I got a gun. I want to be like proficient with my gun. So, I learned some, you know, I went to him to learn some gun proficiency and weapon proficiency. And it's been the best that's class that I've ever done. And when we get done, I'll exchange information. So that way, yeah. if yeah. you guys ever want to come and check it out, you can yeah, come and I check do. it out. But it, it has been one of those things that's made me realize that fighting is not the end all be all. There's still
0: another level. That's what you could do with your time when you get bored. Right. You know what? A funny story. Remember Rick Prado? Yeah. So Rick Prado was the head of the CIA. And we've had probably 10, 12 CIA guys in. And they go, you got Rick Prado in? Right? So he writes a book. And on the book, it has a knife. And it comes outside of the book cover. And I go, so Rick, what is it with you and these fucking knives? Like, what is it with the knife thing? And he goes, well, you know, in so many words, you know, this is my words what he said. I don't want to put words in this guy's mouth. You know, I'm cool with them. But everybody would expect him to come with a gun or crack their neck. He would just come with that knife, and that would be it for you. I'm telling you. And now at, <laughs> what, what is he, 74? He's older, yeah. Him and this other guy, uh, Bass, who was in, uh, what was this show called? The Blacklist. the Blacklist. He was actually in The Blacklist. Both retired CIA agents. They go find missing kids at wow. 74. Yeah. Like and guess what Rick takes? His knife. His knife. That's all got. Yeah. he got. And he comes back, and the job's done. But I'm telling you, even... Guys that were higher than him, at one point they go, Rick Prado. Oh, that guy's a legend. So I don't know what he did with that damn knife. But I can tell you He put in some work with that knife. Yeah, man. you may have had a gun, you may be AMA, but he knew maybe you knew all of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, there, there's a different kind of energy when you interact with somebody who has like um who's been through it, right? Who's been through serious war, who has, you know, uh killed people in battle and stuff like that. There's a different kind of of energy to them and you can kind of see it like when I when I work with my guy uh, Jeff Cantor he's showing a move and he's showing a technique but every once in a while every <laughs> once in a while right you got that look right he's get this yeah. look in his eyes like it's like, dark, there yeah, no, it's, 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 like a, it's like a it's like a <laughs> yeah. gloss overlooking his glaze overlooking over. his, a glaze, the overlooking, the glaze. his a glaze overlooking his eyes and it's like yo <sighs> this dude just <laughs> don't fuck with him yo he yo I'm telling you and I'm just thinking like 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 imagine if you're like some little punk kid and you see him and you're just like let me go and mess with this yeah. old man yeah it will be the absolute Damn. worst mistake this dude is so nasty it, it's it's unbelievable
0: and that's how that's how rick was and he was the nicest guy in the world yeah. but when he would start talking about some things yeah, and that. this guy's 74 i'd be like fuck that man Psst. Yeah. Unless even if I had a Tommy gun, I'm running, and I just I don't know throw over chairs or something or call the police, yeah. <laughs> you know. And they get that film, they yeah, get that black film, and it's like, boy, I I hope Run. I hope whoever is around him when he's going to the grocery store opens that door for his wife <laughs> because they don't want to upset this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pull up tabs of it now. Back to the company. If somebody's like. On, on the cuff of it, you know what I mean? Because psilocybin, okay, this is another extract, but you got you and, you know, Jake, you know, you got a good team. What would hover over our bundles? What would you say is a good bundle to start with? You know, I would say um,
1: the Michael Rest is definitely a good bundle with, with the Michael Rest in it. And, know. yep, yeah. the Michael Rest, because I feel like everybody. Can have sleep problems, especially nowadays with oh, the, yeah. the stress being so high. And I will say, um, one of the tinctures as well, too, so you can get the mycorrhizae and a micro rest. But I'll say the lion's mane and the turkey tail. And, uh, if you're an athlete, you know, the cordyceps would be great, but if you have some kind of lung issues as well, too, the cordyceps would be good too, as well, too, because it's just it oxygenates the body and it's really good at just, um, you know, helping you from an athletic standpoint. And, um, yeah, I mean they're all they're all dope, but I would say I would say if if people were to get the the micro rise and the micro rest, that would help with being able to manage your energy levels because even with the uh the Michael rise that has cordyceps in it, so you may not need a tincture, right? Yeah, and then and then the um then you can get like a lion's mane and a turkey tail, and we that can- is, that'll help the cognitive function, and then the turkey tail will help that
0: gut. Well, I ate the bar twice and I noticed it. So, why the reason why I asked was because say you're on the cuff and you just get those two and you feel it, then you say, okay, this is there's something to this. Yeah. And Then you'll go to the next step. You know the other products. Yeah.
1: Listen, I mean? the, the bar the bar is amazing. The bar tastes absolutely amazing. Like when you when you, did, which one did you take? The blue one. The blue one. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't I taste, taste ate like the, shit. I
2: uh, the what? what else one was this? I ate the.
1: This one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. The non dairy. How it, was it? I
2: ate it during the during the show didn't taste like mushrooms like I thought. No. How, how I, was it
0: was it It was good. It was, good? was really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it had like a not a stickiness, but you know what I mean? It wasn't dry. Like, right. It, like a
0: granola bar almost.
2: Yeah, but it had like
0: my I think the nice like a
2: one. stickiness. I don't know how to describe it it wasn't like you know when you're buying somebody it's just dry, it wasn't yeah. dry at all. Yeah. It was
0: good. That's good, yeah, well, I mean, congratulations yeah, I mean, on that, man. No
1: doubt, man. But if, if people yeah. go, if people want to check these uh, supplements out, they can go to getumble.com. Okay, they can sign up for our newsletter, and then that way they can get information on you know what we have coming out of the pipe and what other deals that we may have coming and things like that. But and the energy drink that's coming, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get the energy drink for you with some caffeine.
2: Which one do you, you say is for the gut health?
1: The turkey tail, so if you That's Lion's Mm Mane. That one right there, turkey tails for gut health. I
2: think I'm going to order that one.
1: Yeah, it's really good for gut health.
0: Yeah, we'll have all that in the description and uh, your IG and everything else. Anything else, Rob?
2: No, man, it was a pleasure. I learned a lot, Um, you know, not just from the UFC perspective, which is exciting, but this is... This is stuff that I think people need to know more about. I really do. I mean, you know you as the fighter, but hearing this side and all this type of stuff, I think this is the type of stuff people should start waking up and realizing.
0: And and it's always funny. You know, you as a fighter, you know, winning so many times, getting hit so many times. Yeah. And being so intelligent because you know know. I mean? it wasn't just like fighting the mushrooms yeah, yeah, yeah go right there to the website right but it wasn't you know just about fighting and and the new product i mean we talked about a lot of shit yeah you know we, what i mean we did. it was
1: really great I, I had a great time man I'm, thank I'm you guys you did, both man. i i really oh. really enjoyed it man and i'm
0: like you i like me sitting next to i'm like i i can't believe it was an xd and i get like that too man, it, you know?
1: this this is amazing man I, uh I, I seen i seen when you guys had sugar sean on you know yeah you know I, it was pretty good pretty good so i knew that you guys brought a pretty good show so but i didn't expect it to be this good. I had a great time.
0: All right. Great, man. Thank you very much. Anything wrong? No, that's it, man. Thank no, you. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. I hope to see you soon. Well, you're close. Now you have yeah. no excuse. Right and down. not so. I have your number. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Hit me up, man. Yeah, because I could talk to you all day about the mushrooms and, and before that thing comes.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, you got to come and we just talk about that stuff. I'm telling you,
1: man. We, we'll link up. All right, brother. Thank you right, so man, much for your time. You, and congratulations on everything. Thank you.
0: Thank you. is sponsored by Aurora. Do you know what the fastest growing crime in America is? For years, this crime rate has been surging and affecting millions of Americans. I'm talking about identity theft, and there's a new victim every 14 seconds. Yet despite this, those who have had their identity stolen are often shocked when it happens. That's why I'm excited to partner with Aurora, who is sponsoring this video. Aurora is identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all into one easy-to-use app. Their VPN allows you to stay anonymous online by keeping your browsing history and personal information safe and encrypted. Protect you and your family from America's fastest-growing crime. Try Aurora for free for two weeks and see if you or anyone in your family's personal information has been compromised. Start your free trial today. Go to aurora.com, slash mscs the link is in the description below